songs are just like rimmeling dang bang a ring a ding bang a ring bang bang a bang a dang dang it's like okay but counterpoint how many songs today have the hook like stupid annoying farty synth hook or like shitty 2000s there's like pop punk yeah. is like whoa oh 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 also a lot of adding up word digitally but yes, a ring a ding 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 Kid Rock uh, has a song, Bow to Bow. That's actually an homage to uh, Scatman John. No, oh, well, R- really? Yeah, think about it. He's like, Bow no, 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 bang, diggy, 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 send the book, send the book, send the book. I believe what that, is that. You know, what is that? I'm not think an about homage it. to <laughs> Scatman, the Scat. Uh, yeah, Scott. Uh, yes, I I believe that is true, and also um, I believe that was Joe C's influence um, that made that happen. Yeah, yeah little yeah. Joe C. Also, he, rest in peace. He had he he had, he had bars, bro. Yeah. And I'm not even gonna fucking step to that or try and front. You know, he just laid it down. Bam. <laughs> but uh, hey, welcome, <laughs> welcome everyone to, to yeah. the. Um, Prequel sequel remake. <laughs> yeah, um, some movies shouldn't exist, but uh, let's pretend they do. I'm Peter Hunter. I'm Desmond Ports, and I'm Scott Hanshu. And welcome once again to mm-hmm. another fine installment of the most educational and fair use for the podcast. Uh, fine art. We, fine, fine art. Fine, fine, fine art. And it yeah. needs to be emphasized that this podcast is fine art. The you finest. Know? Um, it's and like it's like caricature, yeah. Then uh, dressage, then this podcast, right? Uh, that's like right. The, that's like the hierarchy, the fine art. Yeah, yeah. And we're there, caricature. Like it's, Austin Powers, you know, caricature. Yeah, you know, so Austin, Austin Powers. <laughs> I would think that a lot of people, you know, in a fine art museum would probably not feature a podcast, but that's what makes us so unique and different. Is that our fine art is not on a wall. No, you know. It's not even um, a destination, really. It's, yeah. it's, it's really actually a, just a journey when you think about it, a, a long and winding road. If yeah. you could just throw headphones on and travel through like one of those like aquarium tubes and there's just Ooh. like clips of like 
Kevin Costner yelling at you and stuff. Yeah. And just, yeah, you know, that's yeah. the prequel sequel remake. It's, instead of it, <laughs> instead of it like being like seen from a movie with like a surround experience, it's literally just the same audio from him in the in the interview, like defending Waterworld, <laughs> just like on all sides. And, you know, like it's like a VR experience, and you really like feel like you're in the studio with him. And, you you yeah. feel uncomfortable. You feel like that interview is about to be over. Yeah, uh, I, I watched one of those 360 you know videos. Like where you can pan around. Oh, you know, on, yeah. Uh, is it very disorienting? Well, the thing is, I watched the whole fucking thing, not realizing that it did that, and it was just like <laughs> pointed at the ground. Oh, and I was like, well, this is kind of a weird angle. I can hear them talking, but I'm like, this is like, you know, this is some really experimental shit, and um, wasn't it? You know? Yeah. Um, I, I would also suggest um, there's this restaurant in Las Vegas that's uh, you're served completely in the dark. Um, oh. I'm going to suggest you put on headphones in this restaurant. Um, you listen to episode 20, Matthew Blackheart, Monster Smasher, and then um, you just have a major sensory deprivation uh, prequel sequel remake experience. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I can't deny anybody the uh, experience of doing that. Yeah, and yeah, and you know why I bring up Matthew Blackheart, Monster Smasher? I do. I know why. Because wait, wait, I don't know why. God wait. damn it! I'm sorry, Scott. Desmond. <laughs> so sorry. You know, um, we do a lot of interrupting to Desmond on this podcast. Really want to thank really him for uh, all of the patience that he has exercised in not throttling uh, myself and Peter. So uh, it's that? not about that right now. You know, what it is no. about. It's about episode thirty. It oh, is about oh. which means it's fucking Garbage Mountain. Oh, cue the Garbage Mountain song right. Here. There's a big old garbage mountain, and it smells like rotten eggs. Its scores are drenched in ethanol, and the plots ain't got no legs. And it's full of shitty movies, VHS and DVDs. Oh, I wanna go see garbage on the TV, where the actors are bad and the writing is sad. The effects are shit. It's a total piece of shit. It's a big old garbage mountain. Well, that's a really good song. I love it that is, song. I it's do. Ba- it gets I better every time. Yeah. Hey, welcome to Garbage Mountain. It's when we cho- choose a movie that's, uh, you know, not of the normal brand of mainstream quality. Uh, you know, we no. do a lot of shit, but this is, you know, the creme de la creme mm. of shit. Um, and this very special episode is my Amy Connection, Yay. which is one of the greatest films ever made. Uh, Definitely up there. Yeah, no, I'd say it's like um, Seven Samurai, The Godfather. And like those are like the 18th and 19th best, and the Miami connection is like fifth. Yeah, I, I, would, I, mean, I would maybe even bump it a bump little it away higher. Yeah, Ooh, you think it's this was think a, it's fourth? You think it's this, gonna knock Shark Boy and Lava Girl in 3D down to down to fifth? I think it might just because just barely. It's what it has to say on the human condition. Yeah, it's a fantastic film. You know, it's uh, and we'll get into it, but you know the history of this film. But it's it's really it's just. Uh, it came into our lives in a point where we were already thoroughly familiar with The Room and other yes. movies that are so bad, they're so good. Yeah. And this is at the point where we you know, we watched The Room maybe, you know, several dozen times. Uh, and we and have so just it, bull- bulldozed through, like, tons of other trash cinema tons content. Of crap, tons yeah, of crap. a lot of those DVD packs where it's, like, 30 movies on, like, four DVDs, a um, lot of those, Searching yeah. for Gold, painting, painting the stream of terrible terrible garbage. I mean, Matthew Blackheart is definitely one of those. So, yeah. so it's Matthew, Train Quest. We did Train yeah. Quest. Jesus yeah, we did. Christ. Yeah, we did oh, Train man. Quest. Why did we do Tra- Train Tra- Quest? Yeah, that's a good that question. Train, train Quest was the inspiration for Garbage Mountain. Now, don't get me wrong. I think it was probably just so that we could do train-related 
material. I think that's probably the main reason why. Train, train Quest is basic. Like, when we went back to rewatch it, I'm like, well, I guess we're kind of committed, but this movie sucks. Oh, it's real you know bad. I mean? It's, like, not even, like, funny, watchable, bad. It's no, like, it was, I think it, it is. Been, ah, is it, I don't know. Is it really? It's not, it's not in the same caliber as Matthew Blackheart, Monster Smasher, or Miami Connection, that's for sure. But we're just getting better and better as uh, we go on. We're getting better garbage. It's, it's probably going to be hard to get any better than this. Yes, because this... Miami Connection is badass. It is the gold standard for for so bad it's good. It really is. It almost just is good. Yeah, just. Uh, I mean, at this it point, is. I love I it. Like ironically, it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I also yeah. enjoy uh, it. Ironically, um, but Desmond, what what happens in Miami Connection? Well, it's a it's a it's a gripping musical field martial arts romp. <laughs> it was resurrected in 2012 by Drafthouse Films after a dismal week long run in 1987. It was just like uncovered, like an artifact, uh, just, just like you know, blowing the dust off of the reel and Miami connection. Hmm. Yeah, oh, and, uh, yeah, and, and it was uh, they 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 got a thirty-five millimeter print of the movie. Um, what was his name? Zach Carlson, a programmer at Alamo Drafthouse, um, and it grew extremely popular in the pop uh, in the in the late night cinema circuit. Uh, eventually getting a DVD release, which that's when I discovered it. I saw an ad for it in, or a review of it in, I think a really basic magazine, like Entertainment Weekly, hmm. some bullshit. Hmm. I was just hmm. flipping through. And the, the poster, I implore you all to look up the poster on your phones right it, now. It's, it sells it's, it. It's glorious. It is glorious. Um, I went to the website and I bought a, you know, on a whim, it's like, this movie's gotta be great. There's a three pack. It was like with a poster of the movie, <laughs> uh, uh, a tank top, that the band wears more on oh, that later, yeah. oh, and yeah. um, and the DVD, and um, I love this fucking movie. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, yeah. it's about that time actually you brought it to my attention. So yeah, I thank you for that. Absolutely, uh, um, absolutely. And yeah, I, at one point. Was you got me the VHS? Or? I did. Yes, oh, they okay. sold the VHS. Yeah, yeah. All this is yeah. sold out on their yeah. site. They're Limit, not making. Yeah, they made a limited run of the VHS. They don't do it anymore. I love the fact that it's a, like a brand new VHS. It's like it's, yes. all, it's you know, and it's in the white box and they got the, the fucking the cover print's kind and of off. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, as it, it should perfect. be. It's great. Um, but this movie, uh, it was originally uh, released in 1987 for about a week, um, and it was directed by Y.K. Kim, who is a Taekwondo instructor in the Orlando area, I believe. Yeah, a beloved figure in the Orlando yes, area, Yes, he's like actually. super fucking popular. Um, and oh, Orlando. Oh, hence Miami, right? right? Because yeah. we're thinking just Florida, Florida City. Yeah, that... that yeah, the movie. I guess we can start getting into the yeah. Movie let's get into the movie. So the movie opens with a drug deal getting broken up by a gang of ninjas who it, murder. It, like it's like ten minutes of nonsensical ninja action with no context. The music is always building but never never climaxes. If you can, yeah. right, yeah, that's actually yeah. <laughs> never climaxes. It, it's it's just super dark and smoky, and and there's just dudes standing around looking tough. Um, Except they're not even like tough dudes. They're just like extras. They look like like the the C grade. They're Kirkland brand movie extras. You know. Yes. They're just like generic, sort of in shape white guys. Yes. Yes. Uh, with all sorts of. There's this one guy whose weapons are just like two like flat pieces of steel, which I think only exists so a ninja can kick and sword into them without hurting the actor at all. And when we say ninja, I mean like Party City. Ninja costume. It's like, really thin. It, it's yeah. real, real bad. Um, 
inconsistent colors. Sometimes there's some white ninjas, some black ninjas, some red ninjas. They just <laughs> massacre the fuck out of these no, drug yeah, dealers. Open, open, <laughs> opening, right. opening scene, no context whatsoever. And last time we were watching the movie, like Desmond, you had a, it's like, you write that down because I was like, does that ever come back around? Like with the consequence? No, I. There, there's. Is there anything that actually happens in the movie that this, like, the, there's fallout. There's fallout from this. You would expect, but it actually. I don't think it ever comes back around. I mean, because it's ninjas killing the drug dealers. You think the drug dealers would be trying to get even with the ninjas, right? Yeah. Uh, who's like? You would clones are those? Right? It's, and it's, so I I think the only way it comes around it's I think it's just a way to establish um, Yoshido and Jeff's stupid ninja gang. More on Jeff in a moment. But oh yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, um, maybe that's the drugs that I mean. Okay, so yeah, these ninjas are associated with Yoshido, who is a drug dealing ninja lord. Yeah, uh, right. Uh, and he's like Shredder, but <laughs> with drugs, lazy, lazy and lots lazy of scars. I guess Shredder. He's barely like Shredder. lots of beautiful just, flowing scarves. Lots of, but he he looks great. He's yeah, great. yeah no, he's he, very. He, do, he does, for, but uh, like ninja boss. He has like no character. He's just like a boss. He is he's just like boss. he's just like a ninja boss. That's it. <laughs> and he's like not even like performing. Like when they're at the bar. Like I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit, but when the Yoshido and Jeff are at the bar, just chumming it up, just like so awkward. like k- kissing the bartender and like like putting their face in boobs, and it's like. Yoshido, I mean, like, what is like your like cold dignity? I don't know. Just sitting at the bar, with a bunch of bikers just smoking cigarettes, and and Jeff's there. It's, it's one of those moments where you can tell the actresses were told day of that that was going to be happening, and like they've already showed up and like are expecting that check. So they're like doing it begrudgingly. Those bikers are paid in beer. But more on that <laughs> later. Yeah. Um, paid. Um, so yeah, after y- Yoshido's <laughs> ninja just totally massacre. These uh, uh, drug dealers, they return back to Yoshida, who's sitting at his cool, hip uh, 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 lair, and um, he scolds them or something. Yeah, he does. Like, he, something about the money. But something like, about the money. But didn't they, like, get? Didn't they just totally the drugs steal the everything? Money? Yeah, and, like, aren't they, are they killing them because it's it's wrong to, to sell drugs? Or are they killing them to, like, just, like, turf war, steal the money? In which case, if you forgot the money... What did you? What did you go and kill all of them for? <laughs> no money is brought. You, if their money was brought back, you would see a ninja putting down a suitcase and him. Oh, does he? Ooh, does he? Do, I don't. I, 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 I don't want to say they, them. Bring, uh, they, they, they. I don't know. Maybe we're trying to make too much sense out of it. Yeah. To be fair, the this is the least memorable part of the movie. So the, let's movie, move, yeah. the movie kicks into high gear the second the credits open. Well, to and, a hi-ya. Yeah, Wait. to a hi-ya. And then Dragon Sound is on the stage in this generic club. It's like called the Cool Club or something. Yeah, however, it's not like Dragon so- Sound playing the no. credit sequence song. Uh, but they are see- shown playing instruments to the credit sequence right, song. Right, which is confusing. Uh, but you see shots <laughs> of them playing, cut with evil ninjas training and riding motorcycles, and there's a bunch of credits of names you don't fucking know. Yeah. You don't. And, and, <laughs> yeah, and you're also, it's like, I've seen this movie 20 plus times. Yeah, definitely. And it's only in doing research for writing my own thing that I'm able to discern all of the orphans. They're orphans, by the way. They're five best friends who Dragon are. Sound, yes. Yeah, who are orphans who play in a ninja themed band together and are also taekwondo black belts. And they hang Alleged. out. Also, there's a girl. There's a girl, uh, and uh, I wrote their names down. In se- I'll have that note in a sec. But um, yeah, that's exactly what they do. Yeah, and uh, they're, they're they're cool kids on campus. They're it's, it's like an after school special. Like they, that, they're beloved by everyone in town. Clearly, you know, their music promotes you know nothing but just positivity. You know, friends forever. You know, 
friends for eternity, loyalty, honesty. You yeah. know, these are the the values, the tenets. The, you know, so the values of of, of Dragon Sound. Yeah, you know? uh, we we can talk about the music of Dragon Sound in a second. Let's wait till they actually play a Dragon Sound. So, oh, so, yeah. so Yoshino and his gang arrive at the club, uh, and they meet Jeff. Oh, who is a gang leader who we mentioned a second ago, and then they, in front of the club, openly discuss drug business out loud. Um, Loudly, because Jeff only speaks. <laughs> Jeff only speaks in one volume, and it is almost shout. It's it's. <laughs> I am talking. No, it's, it's just like that. It's it's almost like if every line of his was dubbed. Almost. Like almost. <laughs> almost. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're seeing J Dragon Sound perform uh, their song for the first time, "Friends Forever," uh, and it consists of college students Mark. John, Jack, Jim, Tom, and their guest vocalist. I don't know if she's a full-time member of the band. Jane. She's, yeah. She, yeah, she probably is. She, I think she's on both of the performance, all three of the performances on camera. So I think she's... Yes, yeah, band. you're right. Um, yeah. So these uh, these guys are... are I, I imagine Mark, who's played by the director, uh, YK, YK Kim. Kim. I imagine they're taught by him. They see, right. He seems almost like a sensei, even though he's uh, supposed to kind of be their age. Well, that's the thing is it kind of has like a, a parallel to the the room and Tommy Wiseau in which like Tommy's obviously a lot older, but he's casting himself like, look how young I am with like all these young people around him. And it, it, it almost seems like it's that with YK Kim. But then you happen to factor and it's like, oh, wait, no, he... YK Kim kind of got stuck with the project like midway through and like kind of sought yes. to completion, you know. Uh, yeah. So uh, it's not exactly the same sort of uh, layer level of, of, of uh, you know, sinking himself into the into the into the into the youth. Right. Yeah. Um, so Jane, the this another member of Dragon Sound, is the sister of Jeff, who is like the underling just below Yoshido in their he, in their ninja gang. He's actually his brother. He is Yoshido's brother, Does referred that... to as brothers in the movie, explicitly. Now, I don't know if that <laughs> they means mean like brother. You know, they I like, don't think so. Oh, they man. are they are referred oh, to man. as brother, and I... he is Jane's brother. So by that extension, Yoshido is Jane's, is Jane's brother. brother as well. Sure, I great. I can't process this right now. This is too much. <laughs> so a full three minutes of this fucking song play. Yeah, uh, the, and the whole song. The whole song. Uh, that is the first musical interlude that takes place in the first 25 minutes of this movie. Uh, more to come. Um, more to come. But my first impression of that song when I heard it the first time was like, oh, this is what cocaine must sound like. <laughs> and just like, la, 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 la. But it's, yeah, it's a great song. Friends for eternity. Uh, it's super honesty. Yeah. Stick together through thick or thin. All right. So then we cut to Jane in class. And then John comes to meet Jane after her class. Some archaic programming class. Yeah, yeah. Old computers and probably a real teacher. Uh, probably. John comes and he makes doofus fucking faces in uh, the doorway. Ooh, ooh, girl. Hey, let's girl. get out of here. Yeah, yeah. yeah he looks huh? like a fucking idiot. Yeah, he does. He looks like if John Krasinski fell down a mountain and hit a rock all the way down. That and, is like, on point. <laughs> no, he's one of the cool guys on set. Get it? He's one of the main characters. He can get away with stuff like that. It's cheeky. It's fun. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so John and Jane stroll through campus. They're, uh, they're an item. They're an item, yes. Jane delivers uh, her life story in one of the most awkward fucking sequences of dialogue that I've ever seen on screen. It is the, the, the rapid pace that information just flows as <laughs> she starts saying, you know, well, my dad left my mom, and soon after that, you know, she died. Uh, I haven't spoke to him since. It's like, it's just so nonchalant the way she goes about it. It's hilarious. Um, 
She's the only one in the band who looks like actually she could be a movie star or like a person of note. Or uh, actually college age. Or college age, yes. Because <laughs> the rest of them look early 30s. And there's yes, nothing wrong absolutely. with that. Movie stars can like pass for like early 20s when they're in their early 30s because they are some of the most beautiful human beings on the planet with unlimited resources. And these people look fine, but... Oh yeah, they, they're not yeah, movie yeah. stars. I don't want to dunk on how they look, but they're clearly like in their thirties. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, she looks like she could be an actress, and then she delivers the lines, and she's like, "Oh, this is fucking this." Oh man, she's <laughs> not even mic'd. Like that's like that was just the on or the uh, the live audio. I, I, well, you know, to be fair, I mean, they did shoot on film. Um, you know, so um, uh, yeah, you know, they did a lot of <laughs> dubbing. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it's hard to get that wild sound sometimes if you don't have a uh, proper sound recordist or miking setup, which yeah. I'm sure they did. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, you think high high class production? So um, yeah, apparently her parents split up and her de- the dad ran off with a young girl, which resulted in the mother's death. That's what I meant. This oh. is delivered <laughs> just in the span of a few seconds. Uh, Jeff and his goons then roll on John Jane. Um, which is actually one of the best scenes in the movie yeah. here. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, luckily, the rest of Dragonstone is nearby and come to Jeff. Just immediately uh, uh, rush John, up. They originally uh, immediately come to John's aid. Um, there's an awkward, another awkward exchange of dialogue. Uh, Jeff explains how Jane should not be hanging out with guys like him um, and then punches fucking John, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah he punches he him to the ground. Yeah, he, he yeah that, that's when Dragonstone, you know, sort of like rush over and, yeah. and, and they're like, or was that before? No, they no, rush no. Over they, before. They rush over before. They rush over before. They rush over before, and then uh, Mark YK Kim steps forward and delivers his. I think you first. Don't scare me at all. At all. At all. At all. Uh, I think this is just misunderstanding. And then, yeah. um, and then, yeah. Jeff. Hey, buddy, I'm her brother. Yeah. When I say leave her alone, leave her alone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One of the best lines in the movie. Oh yeah. The way no. he says it's like, "I'm her brother," just like I. Hmm. I'm gonna be straight up. I love Jeff. In the way that I'm constantly confused and bewildered by Jeff, and I love the mystery of it. Yeah. He's always wearing, he almost exclusively wears that black tank top for the whole movie. <laughs> uh, he's got that weird earring, it's like yeah, a the feather fe- yeah, or something that. in one ear. Um, he is not, re- he's kind of in shape, but he's not like action movie in shape. So he's like kind of pudgy, and like he's supposed to be like this martial arts expert. Yeah, I love, hey, I love Jeff. I'm he's with so, you. He's so perplexing. <laughs> he I, is perplexing. He's, he's, he's a bad guy. His name is Jeff. <laughs> Dude, the names in this shit. That's three J's. Jeff, John, Jane, oh, man. Jim, Mark. Oh, Mark. This is the first time I watched it in the movie that I knew YK Kim's name was Mark. I just assumed they called him YK Kim the whole time. <laughs> right, I think, right. I, think I was like think. not paying attention to their just, just the most generic, y- stupid names. I mean, really. Come on. Yeah. Um... So that goes down, and the scene just ends. Then, oh, I'm sorry, I spoke too soon in the last one, and I always do this. This is my favorite scene in the movie. Uh, we cut to the nightclub. Where oh, two, my God. Two yes. band managers meet oh, that we yeah. have not yet been introduced to, <laughs> and they immediately begin screaming at each other. Um, it's amazing. And not facing the camera. Uh, you can't really make out either of their faces. No. <laughs> screaming on top of each other, and like, Yo, son of a bitch! <laughs> and they immediately go from... 
<laughs> zero walking together you know, to the end of the scene to 100 and they're already just like at, ready to explode at each other's throats. So, so let's break it down. The, 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 there's there's a, uh, a black-haired bearded manager guy that I guess doesn't like Dragon Sound because he thinks their music sucks ass. They think, he thinks it's for kids. He thinks it's for kids. Yeah. And he's yelling at this cooler, like, you know, blonde guy, like, hip manager. He's just like... You know, get the fuck out of my club. Who the fuck are you? Um, and they they trade just insults for for a few seconds, and before erupting into a a fight, a a fight in quotes, a fight like, in question. <laughs> uh, it's basically two middle aged men throwing their jackets at each other, and then they throw each other around a little bit. Yeah, they, they do yeah. throw. The, the little, and he's like, and he's like, I'll fuck, I'll kill your ass. <laughs> the 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 you uh, son of a bitch. The, you the, son of a bitch. Like ah, oh, such. Just bad this is bullshit. He even says like, "You know, you know music. You know what music's all about, man." And just such bad improv, just running at each other. Just and, and you're you're really not clear unless you watch it. You've seen it a few times. What's going on? I had because, no idea until this time watching it. What the fuck they were talking? Yeah, about. because. Well, I think only one of those band managers ever appear in the movie again. I'm pretty sure. No, they no, both he, appear. He do. does, but he's in a different outfit, and you almost can't even tell it's him. I'm pretty sure, like, there's uh. a scene where, like, the thugs. I think it's coming up very soon where the thugs are all around the car and they're menacing but Dragon does, Sound. I think he's right, there. Right. He is there. But who uh, does he represent? Why is he so mad? It's uh, very uh, unclear. It's also no unclear other- now why the. Is the biker gang the same as Yoshida's gang? Are no, the, why? no, they're different. Okay. They join up later. But they, okay, they join up later. Why does the biker gang hate Dragon Sound? Because is it just because their message of positivity is... is no, you know? the, the biker gang claims that Dragon Sound stole their jobs, so I'm guessing the biker gang is also a band <laughs> that was trying to be the band in residence at the Cool Club or whatever the hell the club is called. Let's just call it the Cool Club. For all ease of reference, the biker boys. Yeah, the bi- like <laughs> so biker boys. So they want to resort to violence for this instead of um, maybe just trying to find another fucking club in Miami. Uh, oh no, I guess Orlando. But they're still they're big cities. There's gotta be a they're bunch of clubs. Cities. Yeah, and like Miami and Orlando are like an hour away from each other. No, there's only one, do it one club. <laughs> yeah. One club. Yeah, and and you know Jeff seems like the kind of guy who would always be talking about his band, but it's like. He, do you play music? Like I've, yeah. I've yeah. seen no evidence of this. Uh, you, you, yeah. you have, you've just been sitting around at the bar tossing him back with Yoshido. Yeah, Mike's the guy <laughs> who has guitars framed, like framed <laughs> and on the wall, inaccessible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is a nice and some from boobs. Yeah, yeah, th- for, this is a, a 1965 Gibson Les Paul, twenty-seven thousand dollars. Oh, right. you want you want to play it for a second? Uh, no, it's it's sealed up, oxygen yeah. like. No Tight. one's touching this baby. Are you kidding me? Oh, I'll play. I'll... No, no. I'm no, just, no. I'm just waiting until I torch the house and and, and and cash in all the money for the the, uh, the uh, insurance deposit. Yeah. So anyway, nothing is resolved in said brawl. No. Uh, at all. Nothing uh, is resolved in most issues of the movie. We're we're left confused. Um, Jeff meets Yoshido at his compound in Orlando, and we just see more ninja training where they walk through and kind of like, ha ha ha, we're doing good work. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 I'm I'm guessing there's this scene and then there's another scene much like it. Uh, like YK Kim owned a series of taekwondo uh, gyms in the Orlando area. I'm guessing these were padding. Like this is just padding, getting his students and stuff in ninja outfits to you know. Yeah, moves for a little bit. Absolutely. There's another. There's a part in the middle of the movie that is literally just like an instructional like taekwondo beat. Practically, yeah, exactly. It's like ten straight minutes of the characters not referring to themselves by name. <laughs> ever um, and then just trying and failing to do taekwondo moves to uh, YK Kim 
And then it just cuts to a completely unrelated scene. Bah. Yeah. Skipped ahead a little bit, but... Um, no, no, no. All yeah, good. No, that's yeah. a very notable, hilarious <laughs> scene, which is actually... Well, you know, this was on Netflix for a while. Oh, oh that's was it? Right. Was. That's right. Way back when. Yeah. Uh, before... Yeah. When Netflix was kind of... Would have stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Back when they had King of the Hill. Oh, I remember. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. Yoshio st uh, states to Jeff that they gotta get rid of Dragon Sound to control the area's drug trade. Which, I guess... Dragon Sound is taking it to the streets and fucking cracking skulls. They're well, just, they, with their positivity, they're just pushing the drugs away. Well, People don't even need the drugs well, when they have the Dragon Sound. Have they beat up the biker gang at this point? No, I think no, we're that, that they're about to be. Yeah, because uh, then that would make sense if they had beat up the biker gang who are also dealing drugs and being like, whoa, these guys are beating up drug dealers. We got to stop them because we also deal. But do they? It seems like they just steal drugs. But also. Uh, also, okay. So hold on, uh, we're gonna have ourselves here. <laughs> yeah, okay. 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 So, okay. so next we meet, we, we meet, uh, we, we we meet up with Dragon Sound, and they're eating at a local diner run by Uncle Song. Um, I think actually Uncle Song is implied to be the man who taught them all. Um, mm. They talk about how oh. he hasn't been training recently. Mm -hmm. uh, later, it's like, oh, he's having a lot of trouble with his restaurant. <laughs> That's later though. Shut You're up. fucking up, dude. Yeah, you are fucking up. He's at the restaurant. Uh, it's one of all those bullies, those biker bullies or whatever. The dude with the short shorts harasses him. Yeah, uh, right. Song is, well, yeah, that's like, later. hey, you need to pay for your food. He's like, pay for the food. Oh, we're exaggerated, fucking punk ass bad guys. They, they in the eighties movie. We're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna put the food on you and beat you up. They remind yeah. me of the RoboCop uh, uh, goons. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah. I mean Ray Wise. Ray, yeah, ding, 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 yeah. Robocop rules. Yeah, it does okay. Yeah. It has many sequels, unfortunately. So nothing, nothing happens. There's disgust in that scene with Uncle Song. Uh, they just eat like slobs. Funny, I guess. Yeah, it's um, not mic'd really well. It's just a lot of diner noise. Again, probably like well, we don't. We're not gonna record wild sound. We're just gonna dub it. You know. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, and now we cut to musical interlude number two. Really, fucking like 15 minutes has gone by in this movie so far. It, we are not deep into it, and it's another musical thing. Um, this is Against the Ninja, as sung by Jane. Um, which features uh, the audience clapping severely offbeat for most of it. Yes. Every, 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 nothing, nothing syncs up to the, the actual music. Occasionally the, well, occasionally the musicians do. <laughs> Should be noticed the dragon sound, I mean, the Against the Ninja almost the exact same tune as, yes. uh, um, you know, Friends Forever. I brought up how I thought it was the superior of the two songs, and you pointed out to me. It's like, listen to it. It's, it's, the like same the song. Same. it's like the same it's song, same. Well, except this time they're saying Against the Ninja. <laughs> Which you is know, worth noting. Um, it's a band song. Yeah, it is. Uh, Tom gets a sweet soul in the song, and Tom is played by the actor Angelo Ginotti, um, who wrote all the songs um, in this movie. And um, I watched some of the DVD special features. Uh, this guy's a is is still living it. Yeah, no, he's still oh, in it. Oh. He's still up at the fucking music for sure. Oh yeah, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure know. he is. Um, I guess I, I, I guess there was a lot of improv going on set, and he complained about how the actor who plays Jack um, Piece would, of shit. Would, would 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 steal his best jokes and then use them in like subsequent takes. Wait, which one's Jack? But, uh, Jack you, is the one who... Uh, the fucking blushy guy, right? Stupid cocaine. He looks like Mark Maron now. Oh, really? Yeah, that guy looks a lot like oh, Mark Maron. Oh, God, I forgot He's the blushy guy who's got the fist in his mouth, and he keeps his mouth all like... 
you know, uh. open, open. Remember, ja- it's, it's you know, it's worth knowing that Jack. I would say Jack and Tom get the short end of the stick. They do in this movie. Yeah, J- Jim has. Well, a they plot. didn't suck so much. Maybe. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Oh no! Wait, did I say, did I say Jack and Jim? Yeah, okay. you mean they're John? all bad. Jack you, and Tom. Jim, Jim gets his. Yeah, Jim gets a story. No, 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 no. no. You, you gets, said it right. Yeah. I was about to say, yeah, Jim gets a whole yeah. storyline. Which yeah. are we about in the time where we can start getting into that? Uh, we're going to get there in a second. Yeah. yeah okay. Um. So yeah, uh, worth noting. Also, that is a full three minute and seventeen song. All of the song. Uh, the whole song. We're only twenty five minutes in the movie. I time stamped it. Mm. <laughs> It's like yeah, half of it like is music, including the opening credits song. Welcome to Miami Connection. Right. <laughs> this is it. The quintessential experience. Experience Miami Connection like you never have before. You really should. On high definition Blu-ray uh, DVD. Oh, oh God, disc. don't put it on high definition Blu-ray. Or on VHS. Wow. God, I bet those VHSs sell for like a hundred bucks now. Yeah, holy shit, I bet dude! I am probably never. I'm gonna probably buy a DVD and never play my VHS again. Cause we had a scare the other day with my Mac and me VHS. We had a real scare. <laughs> oh, God damn it! Sh- no, no, shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! Don't even. <laughs> no, I, no, I'm don't, saying is don't we even were, tell your story. We were playing. It's it, over. And the, the, Scott, the tape started getting. Th- I mean, Scott, I was worried. Yeah, Scott, I'm sorry you were worried. I'm sorry you're when worried. You, when when you try to go back and rewind and fast forward and pause all no, at the same time, yeah, you it's can. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't do that. I agree. Let's don't even let those v don't even let those VHS players rewind the whole thing. Get yourself a fancy little convert. Convertible car, uh, VHS, VHS rewinder. rewinder. Yeah. Use that instead. Yeah. A dedicated VHS rewinder. Do, do not just play fast and Jesus. loose with your fucking tapes. That's all I'll say. So you were saying, Dad. Uh, Dragonstone leaves the venue after their show, and they get jumped by Jeff's crew, who are accompanied by the angry band manager guy, who... Or, I'm sorry. I guess this is Jeff's crew? Because it's just Jeff, a whole bunch of them. It's just <laughs> some... All like, oh, no, 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 no. Because it's... I think it's just some thugs... Because later he hasn't yet gone to Jeff and pledged like allegiance to no, him. No, the biker guys have not. No, that happens later in the movie. Who are these thugs? He's just, just roaming some... the street, just like well, I hate the. Yeah, I'll hate oh, these oh, guys. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. It must be the biker band people, like whoever this guy represents. Yeah, there's is so the, many. Is this out the, sure, whatever. This is the matter. thing outside the car. Yeah, that's the bikers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the bikers. Um, they're threatened. Sure doesn't look like the welcome wagon. Yes, thank uh, you, thank you. Yeah. Uh, threatened and told never to perform at the club again. Uh, and then John reasonably suggests. And I love this. He's just like, "Hey guys, you know, it's not, it's not a call. Just, you take it up with management at the club. We're just taking the job." There's like no. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot reason. You with son of a bitch! <laughs> you son of a bitch! I'll kill your ass! Yeah, and then look, pro- bitch! <laughs> I'd say this is probably the most awkward fight scene in the whole movie, if only because they actually shot it on a street. And then you know, movie sets will make, in a lot of cases, fake streets so they can make things larger, so they can facilitate. Action scenes. Yes. This is a two-lane road, and there's cars parked along it. So it's a lot of awkward weaving around stuff. We want to hurt these cars. Very tight angles, and like the cameras can only get so far back. Their film cameras, like the default zoom, is pretty close. It looks incredibly awkward, and it's also not lit terribly well. Um, no. So you can't really make out a lot of it. But um, YK Kim beats the fucking shit out of a bunch of dudes. Yeah. That, and he's YK not- Kim beats the shit out of a lot of fucking dudes. Could be the name of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> he's got like. 
he's like, yeah, the featured player. He obviously. beats the shit out of the biker gang, Jeff's gang, Yoshido, his own bandmates. Did I say Mark or YK Kim? I'm sure you remember. Mark, Mark is the. You I said YK Kim. It's okay. So it's okay. They're not going to remember. Only uh, idiots like us remember his name is Mark. Um, and then the band, the band manager guy comes at him with a flail. Oh, he's which he just has. Yeah, and YK Kim like fucks him up, which is why he's got the. Uh, these uh, are the guys, bandage and the black you know, eye. He's these got, like, are guys that are frustrated in life. You know, they they're they're just looking for a target to take to lash out on. And if that means walking around the streets of Orlando with a flail, <laughs> so be it. So be it, Scott. So the boys uh, wind up at their shared home, uh, completely fine. And John taunts Jim with a letter that he's received and taking. Oh, oh my mail. god! This, this is give me the letter. Uh, yeah, give we should give, we should let this. We should talk about this a little bit because it's one of the most memorable scenes. It in the really whole. fucking is. In fact, this uh, it's the first scene at the house too. Like we get it is the yeah, first first scene at the house. We reveal that these five orphan best friends also all share like a tiny two bedroom house together. <laughs> um, and they don't just go to college together. They they live there. Yeah, and, and they're exclusively shirtless at home together, which is you know. I think I think Mark has a shirt on, but I think the rest of them are shirtless. They're well, definitely just like living that Taekwondo style where they're just like always in training. Well, two of them like while like in the commotion of the letter, like walk out of the bath back room like shirtless together, like with the shirt slung over the the shoulder, and it's not implied that they're gay. Because later they're like into the ladies on the beach or whatever. Yeah, I think they're just dudes having a good time with their shirts yeah, on. Yeah, and that's that's yeah. perfectly acceptable. But I guess they were just, you know, maxing out in the other room, you know, <laughs> getting their squats on or their fucking bi bi bicep curls or There's something. There's a very, like, Top Gun uh, volleyball scene uh, uh, feel. Yeah. It's a dragon sound whenever they're fucking well, later, hanging out. Later when they're cruising the beach and like most of them are shirtless and there's just people playing volleyball and they cut down a bunch of B-roll of it. That's very Top Gun. There's a lot Which of friends useless plays again. Friends plays again at that part. But um, useless you know, B-roll at the beach. There's like some guy with like a really preachy sign. Why is that? But, but, the, but the letter like so... Jim like reveals that. <laughs> Give me the damn letter! <laughs> and, and, Give me like, the letter now! And, and Jim has maybe had five lines up to this point. Be nothing of like dramatic significance aside from, uh, like Desmond said, Jane's little monologue where she casually and like kind of brushes off her like oh, and, fucked well, up family history. It's about that time that she died. And Jim like reaches. You can see him fucking trying oh. to make these lines work, and it's just this like horrible sob story about how he like can't find his father. And it's not a lot of substance given to it. Um, his father left his family. Or okay, so his father was in the navy, and his mother was Korean. Yeah, my mother was Korean. Yeah, oh, my yeah. father was black American. That's what he says. Yeah, he does say he says, black he says, says his father was a black American. Um, sure, uh, sure. It reveals he like sends letters to what does he say? The police department, the defense department. What I can't make out. I what, think uh, at the, it's usually at this point in his like sobbing speech that I'm like cannot stop being just distracted by the fact that his fucking top button and fucking flies down just like oh. puffy, puffy fucking underwear it just like it's the whole movie actually yeah. like every single time you see the, the, the gym every time basically he's, he's got he took what well, you were in the middle you were so in the middle of like getting this letter that you were just like in a fluster that you like oh well let me not just do this last one move real quick to button up my fucking pants and, and or maybe the pants were just too small on set. It's just yeah. it's funny. Uh, well, we can't get these up. <laughs> it's funny to me that the letter is confirming that his father 
is not a, is not confirming his father's alive rather than like some other piece of useful information it's just like you just like break down every time you like what kind of letters are being sent out like yeah your father we still don't he's not alive he's not dead there's no news it's almost like this was written by someone who had never written anything else uh joseph diamond who plays jack actually did like punch up Oh God! What a credit to have! And, like he talks about, he's like, yeah, I read a bunch of books on screenwriting. It's like, yeah. Which, to his credit, this movie moves. It there does. is like, upon viewing it this time uh, <laughs> with like a closer eye, there is a through line to it. That's, Although now that we're like sitting down and trying to dissect the motive, uh, not too clear of a through line, but it's there. The it, movie does move along. I mean, it's not. It's not that long, you know. It's not like no, it's not. It's not odorously long. long, you know. Um, which you can also see uh, Jack laughing in the scene with Jim. Oh, you God. see, or <laughs> trying not to laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh jeez. Yeah. Well, um, it's uh, it's a hilarious performance. Give me the damn letter now. <laughs> Give me the letter. Uh, oh, fuck my father. He's fucking crying and he's shirtless like, and like, like he's and the pants, the, the unbuttoning. Jim is the nah. keyboardist, by the way. Yeah, so like Jim, you, Jim oh, is the keyboardist. Oh. John is the bass player. Tom's the guitar player. They, 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 Jack is the drummer. Uh, Jack is the drummer. And then um, Mark dances around also in the back. Strumming. Yeah, he dances around with Pretends. his strat- with his Stratocaster in the background. Is doing not the classic back and forth sort of like you know. not clearly not even close to playing anything. No, in any way, it's, it's it's adorable. It's like really like Barney. It is cute. It's bobbing it's cute. around it's up like, there. It's kind of hey, like kids. It's like kind of watching like a kid in like a fireman's outfit and like he like sprays a hose on his lawn and he thinks he's like helping and putting out a fire and you're like, that's cute. It's cute that you're having fun. Yeah. With that. Yeah. They're all having fun together. I mean. They're friends. Friends. Through eternity. Loyalty. Honesty. Yeah. Just stick together through thick or thin. Yeah. Most definitely. Um. Maybe we should hit some of the more iconic moments because we are almost at an hour of talking about that. Oh, Jesus. Um, um, so, well, strap in, folks, because we got a lot more Miami to Okay, okay, okay. It, well, we're going to get through it. It's a very yeah. special episode. It's it a is. very, very special episode. It's a 30th episode. I mean, we're going to, you know, we're not here to build a garbage pile. It's, a, it's we're, true. We're not here to build a garbage hillside. This is a fucking garbage mountain. It's true. And we are going to mountain you... With all of the garbage in this awesome, one-of-a-kind film. So, we get uh, to the beach uh, where they cruise uh, cruise around on the beach. Uh, instead of French forever. assault people. This is, yeah, right. Uh, this, there's another two, oh, God, min- do. two oh. minutes and 22 seconds of song here. Uh, it's Friends again, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's the same, yeah, dra- it's the same right? song. Yeah. Dragon Sound, they act like a bunch of fucking total creeps. Um... John and Jane, they awkwardly snog on the beach on a beach chair in the surf, and just, just getting splashed on and everything. Oh, uh, you know, br- romance. Yeah, which brings us to romance. Jeff- brings your whole chair right setup down into the water, into the surf. Not just like a romantic water breaking in the shore behind you. Okay, so right ne- on the face. face. So, so next, face. We, we find Jeff's goons, and they train with chains and pipes. <laughs> uh, and then the angry band manager guy stops in with a comically large bloody uh, bandage from the previous brawl. Yeah. Um, and he offers Jeff any money he makes from here on out to him if he can get rid of Dragon Sound. Yeah, he's, he's, he says, any money I make is yours. <laughs> I just hate that fucking band. Wait, wait What? What kind of a cut is that? And then we're going to work for free? For just fucking Jeff? Right. <laughs> uh, swear fealty. Um, 
And then, and then we're at the five minutes of pure Taekwondo practice. Um, it's just what you thought. Uh, at the end of that, Mark John Jack discussed the gang violence. Um, Jack laments that he hates that band, or he hates Jeff's gang with their stupid cocaine. Stupid cocaine. Um, stupid cocaine. And they awkwardly discuss the Dragon Sound World Tour where they go to all their countries of origin. Oh, oh my God, they do bring that up. It would I'm be a world tour. I'm an Italian American. We go to, it's like, <laughs> what did he say? He's like, you go to Italy, go to Ireland, go to, go to Israel. Israel. That's, where my, are, that's where my parents are from. That's the way he delivers. So you, all you guys are like first generation fucking. Yeah. First, all right. gen- first generation. And they're all, and it's important to note, they are all Orpans. All Orpans, yes. Orpans. So then we're back at Uncle Song's restaurant where those thugs we were talking about earlier, the Robocop-ish thugs, they beat up Uncle Song, or they try, they try to die and dash in Uncle Song, and Uncle Song takes them down like little bitches. <laughs> Dragon Sound find a note in their car from Jeff summoning them, summoning them to a train yard brawl. The brawl ensues and the cops show up and everyone splits. It's just fighting. Uh, once again, YK Kim leads the charge. And then uh, we're at the biker montage, which is set to the song Messing with the Tough Guy. Messing with the Tough Guy! It's just Yoshido and fucking Jeff partying up with the bikers that they're in, in cahoots with. And it's just awkward. And they're pl- uh, there's lots of grody biker folk it's just exposing themselves and doing things with their, their piercings. B- it's like B roll. The guy, I, I didn't notice this until I saw that. The guy pushes a nail up and into his nostril oh. in the last, uh, like one of the last shots there. Which is like, you know, I don't know, I guess some people have that fucking... That's one of those bar tricks that a fucking real, real fucking biker would yeah. have. I mean, these guys don't look like... They're fucking not real bikers. They look like real bikers. They are real bikers. They're, they are hanging ah, with the tough guys. Bikers. And you got in fucking, fucking strange-ass just Yoshido and Jeff also there. Who's dressed like a Speed Racer character with a scarf <laughs> and like a, like a, a cool moto yes. jacket and like big oh, old man. like aviator tinted like oh, sunglasses. He oh, is absolutely. Like, oh, this would part so well he, into the fucking speed. He's oh, just yeah. fucking like, like diving his face into like breasts. It's, yeah, it's that, I didn't. Fucking, I didn't notice that until this last time either, which is weird. I it's was like, like, oh, I don't even remember there it's were boobs really, in the movie. It's really unwarranted given the tone of the rest of the right. movie. It just is. It's, it's like it's, showgirls it's level B-roll. sleaze. It's, it's all gross. just B roll. It's just like the scenes that you would have around a scene as some establishing shots, but that's the whole scene. You know, it's not. It's not B roll, Scott. It's C roll. And you know what the C stands for? Cool. No. Cool rule. Do, do you know what the C stands for? Uh. 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 Uh, C stand, like you're on the set. Is the C stand? No, you you, you know what the C stands for? C- crap, crappy, crap roll. Stands for cookie. Uh, back cookie at roll. home, uh, Dragon Sound wake up for breakfast, and Mark forces grapes down everyone's throat. You remember that? <laughs> They're all just feeding each other fucking fruit. Yeah, there is a there is definitely a Top Gun little vibe yeah, going yeah. on oh, yeah. here. Um. We're more than just bandmates. You know, yeah, feed me we're, a we're fucking. Oh, they're family. They're all yeah, yeah they're yeah. Um, they are all orphans. orphans. Then uh, Tom gets kidnapped somehow by Jeff's gang. I forget. Yeah, he gets like, like pulled the, out of the fucking car. It's like so the thing. only scene where a single member of Dragon Sound is away from the rest of the band. Yeah, and Tom doesn't know martial arts, or the actor didn't know martial arts, so he doesn't get any fight scenes. He's a little bitch. Yeah, he's, he's got a mullet, right? Yeah, he, he does fucking have a mullet. mullet yeah. and fucking. Mustache. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there, uh, Dragonstone goes to the scrapyard to save Tom. YK kills some fucking people. Yeah. Uh, oh, he geez. is like getting, when he, when he gets like his, his angry rage flex going on, he's like, ah, his face is all 
his, his face muscles are also yoked. It's worth oh, noting, yeah. you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. There, God, is that? I don't want to get ahead of myself. We're almost at the end. So okay, don't worry. so is that where? So that's where they kill Jeff. Jeff falls from the scaffold. Yeah, yes. and then th- this pisses off Yoshido. Because, you know, Jeff is his boy. His brother. It's his brother. Yeah, it's his brother. And it's I'm like, her brother. And also, like, you know, she's got a legit beef here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, only, it's like the stakes have been raised. <laughs> yeah. So, and then all that happens. You know, uh, main character is killed. And then Jim gets his letter confirming his father's alive. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. I found my father. Oh my god! Oh, it's a, my so father. they're gonna have to kick him out of the father. band because he's not an orphan anymore, right? Right, exactly. right, right. right. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, tough, tough, tough break. Tough break. <laughs> tough, tough break. break. So Dragonstown all get ready to take Jim to meet his father, and they get him in a nice suit and clothes, and they're there for support. Dragonstown gets jumped on the way, and then a fight rolls into a nearby creek, um, where Jim, I think it's Jim, John, fuck these names, Mark, Jim, and John. Uh, Jim gets badly wounded by a sword. Yeah. He gets uh, slashed. Then, slashed. Doesn't John, like, rip off his shirt and start swording a bunch of dudes? Yeah, YK, uh, Mark? Mark, Mark and John both get swords. Uh, yeah. And just totally clean house and fuck these ninjas up. Kill them yeah. all. Um, and like you said, YK goes once again into a fucking total rage. They yeah, do what? this awesome slow-mo thing where he's like, <laughs> which is, uh, it's actually worth noting that, uh, I don't know if you've seen the, the original ending of the movie, um, no. Yeah, the original end of the movie was this scene. Like, they pull over to the side of the road and Jim dies in the car. And then it just YK Kim going, ah! with, the, with the sword. Oh, God, That's there, it. There's in that nasty Florida creek that's just probably full of all sorts of parasites and gators. bullshit. Like, Gotta get a couple gators oh, on there. Oh, man. I, you know, I didn't see any gators. Making me think, maybe they didn't film this in Florida Well, no, no, they did. They did? They did. Okay. Yeah, no, because he was like so... YK was so beloved by the city of Orlando, like, he didn't have to get permits for most of the shooting. He didn't have to pay for, like, a lot of that stuff, which is, like, cool. This movie costs, like, a million dollars still, which is crazy. So crazy when you... It's like, how do you dr- drum up that money? I mean, uh, yeah. Um, it's worth noting when Jim gets cut, like... It's like a very comical cut. Like it cuts through the tie and his shirt and into his belly, just at all at the same ah! angle. Just the slash. It's, you a, know? It's, it's a metaphor. And then he just goes down immediately, and 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 YK drags him out of the fucking nasty little creek and onto the onto the you know side of the creek, and, and he just goes kills a bunch of. Not very well trained ninjas. No, horribly no. trained ninjas. Yo, yo, Shido's fucking slacking, sitting at the bar, taking shots of Jaeger with Jeff when he should be training his fucking entourage of ninjas. The flaws in his management, you know, style <laughs> are shown through and through. Um, and yeah, so we eventually get to a standoff between Mark and Yoshido. And I mean, Yoshido's dispatched with his own dagger. Yeah. He's defeated by an unarmed man. Pretty quickly. Very quickly. And Yoshido fucking dies. Um, it's brutal. This is yeah. the most violent scene so in the he's film. He's dead, and then uh, <laughs> so, and then we cut to the the last scene of the movie, which features uh, uh, the big reveal, big reveal of right Jim's father. Yeah, Jim's, Jim's father. father. There, Jim's, Jim's, Jim's father, father, who is definitely an actor of almost the same age with very bad, like gray spray paint in he his hair. Looks like Mahershala, uh, Mahershala Ali as Purple Haze in fucking True Detective Season 3. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the old man makeup they put on. It, it, that's all I can think of uh, now. Um, yeah, uh, Jim's dad is not the same guy from the picture from the photo no, earlier. No, no, no. But he does He does promise to, to write uh, what he has you know done wrong. So... 
hey, that's, that's cool. You know? And Jim's like not in critical condition. He's like wheeled out and leaves the hospital that day, I guess. Right? And that's it. Yeah, he went from Slash to being basically dead immediately to being fine. Yeah, sure. That's how, that's how that works. And then the final words, only through the elimination of violence can we achieve world peace. Yeah, it seems like they were pretty endorsing of violence towards the end there. I guess self-defense. Yeah, self-defense. But uh, yeah, kind of thing. <laughs> um, there's definitely a lot of They didn't have killing. to murder everyone. <laughs> they did do a lot of killing. It wasn't like a Batman thing where it's like ambiguous. He's like, well, he disarmed him. It's like, he threw him over the side of a railing. You think he didn't die? <laughs> yeah, friggin' Jeff gets pushed off of a tower and lands skull first on a giant <laughs> gravel pile. So that's Miami connection. I know we don't yeah. usually go like uh, we that don't usually depth. go point by point like unless that. Unless it's but dirty work. Unless it's dirty work, right? <laughs> but very, I very important work. Uh, it was completely selfish reasons. I just wanted to do that. Yeah, no, oh, I mean, no. and it's a, so. it's a great movie. And like, frankly, we barely get to talk about movies that we absolutely love, like yeah. Miami Connection. That's if, true. If this sounds absurd, it's because it is, and you need to watch it immediately. Yeah. Because this is also fucking funny the way this goes down. Yeah, I we're, think we're not doing it justice. No, <laughs> no, it, it definitely. This is a movie worth seeing. Like we said it over and over again. What makes a good so bad it's good movie is just the constant, the earnestness that leads you to ask why. Yes. Why is this happening? Why did you make this decision? You clearly had, and it's not. It's not like the asylum where they'll like explain away things and try to do make stuff poor on purpose to cultivate people like us. Um, it's a genuine artist trying to make something good and failing quite miserably for spectacularly. Spectacularly. Yeah. Spectacularly. Yeah. Because, yeah. hey, yeah. they thought nothing of this movie. It was just like well, lost thing. in time. They hadn't thought about it in probably like 25 years. Yeah, he, um, he bought a the, On the shelf. The, yeah, the, the Alamo Draft House guy bought like a print on eBay or something. Yeah. Something random like that. I thought he found one. He, he may have found it. I, like almost about see, to be discarded. You see, I, I never believed that they found it in a thing there. Because the Samurai Cop legend once was like they found it in like a back room of a building that was supposed to be destroyed or some crap like that. It, and it turns out see, the guy who made it just sold it to a guy. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's, I remember hearing the eBay thing early on. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, I don't the, know. the point yeah. is I'm glad they found it. And yeah. Draft House films does fantastic work. Oh, absolutely. Um, I greatly appreciate what they bring to the table. Um, and you should... I'm glad there's a market for this type of shit. Yeah. Just and... to like, uh, you know, I, I haven't, I, I really haven't seen a bad movie of this caliber again in a long time. It's like this in the room are top tier. Oh, yeah. Dare I say that Miami Connection is recently, you know, kind of stealing the spotlight in a lot of ways. I mean, I think I love the room, but I think the room is uh, suffering like kind of with, after the James Franco experience and everything. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's, it's you know maybe time we put the room you know not to bed, but but we just bring it back to the room yeah. to the room where the bedroom or I guess oh, don't bring it back to the bedroom in the room <laughs> no or no, the stairs for that matter don't know, bring it to either of those locations yeah or maybe um, the rooftop or the we'll bring yeah. it. So yeah. the, the parking lot rooftop. My defense for for the room is the same as like where, where I'd bring up, uh, uh, you know, the band manager fighting this movie. It's like that yeah. Chris R scene. Dude. Oh, oh yeah, it's, it's the best scene in the movie. It's I the mean, best acted be scene in the movie. I'll watch the room again in a heartbeat. <laughs> I will and, too. I mean, you know, uh, it's all uh, great. It's yeah, all good stuff. They're all good, yeah. and each one is sort of unique. And it's with sort of like with the bad movies, it's like they have to fail in this like very specific way. It's like. You had enough people there to make the film, but then you made a whole bunch of crazy decisions 
about the film, or at least maybe in the writing of the film, it's very convoluted. There's, yes. there's miscommunication happening. Yes, and not a lot of a lot of these movies. I, I, we should look to see if there's like a script supervisor role credited because uh, they need one. You know, yeah, uh, they need one, or they don't. I, maybe it's you know because if it had been a little bit better, probably wouldn't be sitting here talking about That's it. That's true. It wouldn't know? be as good if it was better. It wouldn't be as good. Right. Yeah. Excellent. And that. Yeah. 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 So I don't, think don't, don't samurai cop it and try to make it. Oh yeah, samurai cop. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, can't do on the main show because of the terrible sequel starring Ooh. Tommy Wiseau and some porn stars. Sorry, samurai cop is just such a lower fucking tier than like. Yeah, it's a, it's in a sub tier. Samurai cop's good though. Samurai, oh, samurai cop is, very it good. is it's good. Very it is good. in a sub tier. There's no Yoshida. <laughs> No, well, there is the well, fucking yeah, there's big Robert's, chin man, yeah, Robert Zadar. Yeah, he's fantastic. Oh man. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, but, yeah, let's we're not, not get ahead of yeah. ourselves of the, the samurai. samurai let's roll into the meat of the show. Yeah. Are you ready? Aye, aye, Here Captain. We go. All right, so um, we'll be back after this short message, and uh, we'll be back with the prequel, which is penned by me, Desmond, Great. Desmond, the nice one. All right, and if you skipped past all of that talk to get to this part, you hurt our feelings a little bit but thank you for listening. Hi, I'd like to take a moment to tell you about Prequel Sequel Remake. Prequel Sequel Remake is a movie and comedy podcast that talks about the movies that you love and the comedy that makes you smile. In the hustle and bustle of modern living, not all movies have the chance to be more than one movie. Well, not anymore. Say goodbye to single movies and hello to Prequel Sequel Remake. Our team has an expert background in movies and strategic leadership qualities in corporate finance that give you, me, and everyone listening the chance to win big and thrive. Before a prequel, sequel, remake, I was listening to other podcasts, uh, podcasts from famous people. Since listening to prequel, sequel, remake, I've lost 10 pounds. 10 pounds. Gone overnight. This podcast is everything I've ever wanted out of anything. I love it. <laughs> I mean, what can I say? I just I just love it. At Prequel Sequel Remake, we believe that it's not the destination that counts. It's the journey. Whether you're out there in the world straight killing it or strung out on the couch, we are here for you. Because some movies shouldn't exist, but we pretend they do. From Scotty B, Desi B, Peter H., and the entire prequel, sequel, remake family. Thank you for listening. So, uh... Yeah, so, uh, Desmond, you have prequel this week. I present to you the prequel. Um, yeah, let, let's just jump right into it. Which is not the prequel at all, it's a spin-off! Oh! Okay, Miami Connection, the animated series. Love presented it. by Deke. Yes. Filmation. Wait, no. This Braniff believe oh, at Braniff. the end of South yeah, Park. Right. Which yeah. is just like yeah. some random old stock footage of an airline yeah. that they took that they like were asked never to use again. <laughs> <laughs> I love they, that. Yeah. Um, um, that's but, for okay. Yeah, Deke. <laughs> So, we open to an extremely colorful and well-animated intro sequence set to Friends Forever. The animation is of a far better quality than that of the show itself, and introduces our characters, the band Dragon Sound, Mark, backup guitar, with fists faster than the speed of light, John, the bassist, with the power to turn himself two-dimensional, like, <laughs> like Paper Mario, <laughs> Jack, the drummer who does machines, uh, oh my God. <laughs> Jim, the keyboardist, and is made out of Alex Mack goo. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, Tom, lead guitarist with the power of rock. And last but not least, lead singer Jane, able to create earthquakes with the sonic power of her voice. Dragon Sound tours the world, performing bitchin' music and visiting local Taekwondo schools to promote peace and goodwill. Uh, intro sequence of various action Scooby-Doo shots of Dragon Sound around the world, Snoopy around a haunted house, exploring a pyramid, repairing a moon rover. Uh, various villains of the week appear, the werewolf priest, Super Yoshido, <laughs> the Kraken, and uh, the reptilian Gravlox, the Time Master. Yeah, Gravlox. The Time Master. Uh, the intro comes to a close, and of course we are met by an immediate commercial. I'm imagining them on the moon. It's just them wearing their normal like outfits, but with just bubbles. Oh yeah, oh yeah, head. most definitely. You know what I mean? So that'll keep you, that'll keep you warm yeah. slash cold, depending on whether you're in the sun or in the They've got, shade. They've got a, a flashlight, and their mummy appears behind them. Whoa! Uh, we return from the commercial break to the title card, episode forty-six, Taekwon Down Under. Oh, oh my, <laughs> oh my God! You had alluded to this before. Uh, <laughs> We open on the beach. Dragon Sound drives their sweet all-terrain smash and crash action tour bus out of the ocean. <laughs> smash and crash. Uh. And park directly in front of the Sydney Opera House. Dragon Sound exits the vehicle single file. Mark, the leader, addresses the gang. Well, that sure was a wild ride to the bottom of the sea. John chimes in. Oh, you betcha. I can't wait to catch some rays, huh, Jane? Well, I am the local cuisine. How back steakhouse? Jim materializes from goo form and steps forward. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll finally be able to track down my half-Korean, half-Black American, half-Australian half-brother. <laughs> the band gathers their gear and instruments and heads into the opera house. Meanwhile, across the street, a familiar bearded band manager watches Dragon Sound through binoculars from a beat-up uh, beat old van. He lowers them and takes a swig of vodka. <sighs> Sons of bitches. Band manager guy drives off. Inside the opera house, Dragon Sound finishes setting up. A mustachioed talent agent walks up to Dragon Sound, smoking a cigar. Welcome to Australia, Dragon Sound. We're honored to have you here for the Boomerang Bay Music Festival. If you need anything at all, you just let me know. Agent does a drinking motion and pantomime snorting lines. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> right, you mean like a good burger? Uh, no, I mean drugs, alcohol, and or prostitutes. <laughs> Jack steps in, dismayed by such an offer. Hey, pal, we practice the teachings of Taekwondo, which adv advocates uh, clean living and honor and real face-melting music. Tom air guitars furiously. Oh, well, that's pretty lame. Well, uh, why don't you guys meet the other boy, uh, one of the other bands? Boys, these are the Ripperoos. And enter the totally sick ska band consisting of the Mutant Kangaroo Quartet. Uh, yes! VT, Donner, Booga, and T-Saint. Oh uh, man, I was hoping <laughs> I was hoping it would be them from Tank Girl. <laughs> DT is wailing around oh, wailing away on the saxophone with sunglasses on. T-Saint, played by Ice T, gets in Mark's face. Yo, what's up, Dragon Sound? Y'all ready to get in this <laughs> You ready to lose this battle of the bands? Yeah, we're on the streets, you guys fucking suck. We have no quarrel with you. DT lowers his sacks. Well, don't go getting in our way, you little boy scouts, or there will be consequences. Booga looks at the band in awe. Oh, man, Dragon Sound. It's an honor to meet you guys. Booga, shut the fuck up. Smell you later, Dragon Sound. You do not scare me at all. Watch it, punk. At all. <laughs> the Rippers leave. Dragon Sound completes their sound check and head to their youth hostel to sleep for the evening. All right, gang. Gather around for our nightly prayer. Dragon Sound, dressed in nightgowns, kneel at their beds. <laughs> Jack looks worried. Well, I mean, do you think we should be worried about all the drugs going around tomorrow? I mean, 
we were able to clean up Miami, I mean, Orlando. <laughs> we're not in Miami any longer, Jack. One of the teachings of Taekwondo is to never seek out conflict. Don't know if that's a real teaching. Probably. Yeah, it seems to be like a mainstay of all, of all martial yeah. arts. Yeah. They're like, now, 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 we're not saying don't use it. But we're just saying, you know. <laughs> but if you had to. Yeah, if you had to. Kill him. You, you so, would be good to know how to kill. If somebody's like literally pulling your leg, then you know, you can eat it to the temple swift. Swift, swift to the temple. Uh, I just hate all these drug dealers and their stupid black tar heroin. <laughs> Don't worry, Jack. We will show everyone the power of self-discipline in martial arts tomorrow at the show. Suddenly, Dragon Sound is attacked by ninjas. Mark dispatches several quickly with ample flips. Jim goes into liquid mode and slithers inside a, uh, a ninja, near materializing as solid and blowing the unfortunate warrior apart. <laughs> John goes 2D and just kind of waddles away. Oh, no. Uh, finally, Jane releases the power of her seismic voice in full gem Sailor Moon transformation style. The hostile, uh, the hostile is split open by a massive earthquake. The remaining ninjas fall into the molten core of the planet. Tom looks down at the massive chasm. Hey, you know, you guys, uh, you never really give me enough time to riff and charge up my power of rock. You know, can't just turn it on. Gotta get the juices flowing. Tom, you're a useless piece of shit. We told you you had that power so you wouldn't feel like such a piece of shit. Now write the songs and not another peep. Mark kneels and continues their nightly prayer. We love our bread, we love our butter, but most of all, we love our uh, uh, love each other. <laughs> that's a... Uh, oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. That's a prayer. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Uh, Technically. Back at the upper house, the talent agent counts money and smokes a cigar. Bearded band manager guy walks in. Now look here, bitch! <laughs> Excuse you. Band manager guy. <laughs> this here is bullshit! How you have that goddamn band Dragon Sound? They play nursery rhymes! What do you, what do you know about music? We appreciate all types of music here at the Sydney Opera House. You son of a bitch! <laughs> Look, now you're getting out of line. Band manager guy takes off his jacket and throws it at the talent agent. That's bullshit, you son of a bitch! The talent agent full hunt decks the band manager. He falls out to the <laughs> falls out cold to the ground. Falls to the ground out cold. The talent agent takes uh takes his shoes and throws uh, the rabid man out the door. Uh, as he falls to the sidewalk, he mutters, You son of a bitch! One of the ninjas who fell into the earth appears, charred and limping, but alive. Sir, we couldn't defeat Dragon Sound. They were too strong. Do you recall when exactly the girl got that power to uh, conjure earthquakes? Those sons of bitches! <laughs> Get the rippers on the phone! The next morning, Dragon Sound decides to take an excursion to the Australian Outback. They basically treat it as if they were cruising the beach, only it's deadly. Scorching desert. Jack and Tom make sandcastles. They all go swim in an extremely dangerous watering hole full of snakes and crocodiles. A croc grabs Jim as he makes out with Jane. He begins death rolling, but Mark is able to totally kick its ass. While the croc's taekwondo form was excellent, he was no match for the years of training Mark had over him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. Was it, wasn't it uh, Jane and John? They're really uh, I guess Jim's making out. They're not, uh, I mean, hey, there's, yeah, there's I mean, it's like the town bicycle. You're you know right. I mean? those everybody, names, everybody, everybody, there's too everybody many fucking. Ride. There's too many fucking J names. I'm uh, sorry. Like, there's a lot of J names. There's a lot of J names. Deep in the outback at the Ripper's hideout, T Saint hangs up a phone call. Hey boys, check this. The manager just called. Says he has some personal vendetta against Dragon Sound. He wants us to rig the stage tomorrow with C4 and kill them. Hey, uh, man, I, I ain't so smart, but isn't that just domestic terrorism? Word, Booga, I don't like the sound of that. 
that ain't how rippers roll. I mean, I hate those goody two-shoes, and they fucking suck. But what if some of our semen is found in the aftermath of the explosion? They'll point right back to us. <laughs> oh, man, you're right. <laughs> Boys, it's times like this we must consult with the sensei. He can guide us. The Ripper Squad goes into their decorated dojo room in the sewer hideout. Master Cheezer, we come seeking guidance. <laughs> Master Cheezer, our band manager, wants us to commit a deadly act and murder another band at the concert tomorrow. Yeah, it feels like foul play. Well, what should we do? Fucking kill him! Uh, Sensei. It's like the old Master Cheezer always says. You gotta cut throats to get ahead. Ah. Cheezer. Hey, 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 man, are you just eating the Easy Mac cheese packets? Yeah, <laughs> it's dangerously cheesy. <laughs> so what, like, we only have noodles now? <laughs> <laughs> it's the cheese attacks, baby. You can just see the ears just, like, kind of going down. Like, <laughs> He's got plain craft noodles, oh, man. <laughs> Side note, you can just buy the cheese powder. Can you really? You can. It's... Shockingly inexpensive. Well, that's a hole in my whole joke because I thought it's just like one to one. <laughs> like you can't, Desmond. Only, I mean, who... only monsters like me know you can do this. You're not a monster. Everyone's no, a little I'm easy, man. Well, no, I'm I'm buying cheddar cheese powder when I'm when I get to my new place. I'm buying it. It's okay. I'm gonna just pour no it. Shame. I'm gonna like mix it in my scrambled eggs. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. I'm gonna pour it over cheese cereal. Cheese it up. You know, you know, tap me out a little taste, a little bump. I mean, line. I mean, maybe, maybe if you could, we make boys just doing cheese. Maybe, here. maybe you can hook me up with some uh, some white cheddar, if you know what I mean. Uh, maybe I can give you some uh, yellow cheddar. You know, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. Allegedly. Talk. Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. <clears throat> we'll talk. Cheezer then proceeds to sing a song about scamming people, slashing tires, and stealing restaurant ketchup, and then he has a severe heart attack in the middle of the number. <laughs> it's a long time oh my coming. Goodness. <laughs> Cheezer is rushed to the hospital. His surrogate kangaroo sons stay with him in the ambulance. The Rippers wait in the hospital, after long last, finding his condition to be stable. They sit and ponder for a moment. Yeah, so uh, we're, like, not going to set off those bombs, right? That evening, at the Battle of the Bands, Mark greets the talent agent guy. Hey, Mick, do you think we can practice some of our katas on stage tonight? Yeah, whatever you want, you fucking weirdos. Damn. <laughs> During the opening bands, Tank Girl hangs out drinking beer in the mosh pit. Hell yeah, Tank Girl fucking badass. Yeah, it, Come on, you spineless pieces of shit. Who wants to take me? She breaks a beer bottle over some poor metal nerd's head. Oh. Blood gushes from his temple, which Tank Girl w takes a swipe of, applying it as war paint to her face. She continues to spit and curse, then pulls someone into the pit, who is obviously trying to leave. She then drops a dude with her flailing elbow. Yeah, thanks for the memories, bitch. You ain't going nowhere. Backstage, Drac... Yeah, Tank Girl's that type of fucking. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, uh, <laughs> like, dude, look, no one's gonna about to kick your ass because you're a girl, but you need to like calm the fuck down. Tank Girl right would now. be that fucking. Yeah, hella aggro. <laughs> the person, yeah. the person in the pit who's like fucking it up for everyone who's like thinks it's like fighting instead of like aggressively pushing each other. Yeah. Well, there's always there's always there's always the bowling there, ball. There's always one. Know? There's always one. That's just what they're called. The guy who goes the opposite direction in the pit, just oh. fucking knocking people in different directions. Like, okay, you don't have any fucking issues you're oh, trying to work see, out. In I'm talking the pit. about the I'm talking about the dude who throws fists and bows. Yeah, this in is, the pit. could be the same guy. Yeah, no, yeah, fuck sometimes that guy. they're the same don't, guy. Don't be that guy. Just take join a jujitsu gym and like beat up some people. Yeah. Oh yeah, do that. Don't do take up hardcore dancing. I mean, yeah, you know, take up hardcore. Nobody dancing. ever got well. Pits just don't a, do that. Pits just a feel good time where you're pushing each other into each other. So backstage, fearless leader Mark gives a pep talk. 
Whatever happens out there, remember, we are all orphans. So we have no one to disappoint. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, Desmond. <laughs> what an observation. Yeah, it's, you haven't put that together. I just hope... I hope my long-lost brother sees the telecast. Don't worry, Jim. Your brother will be very proud of you. Dragon Sound is then introduced and brought on stage. They perform an all-new single, as is normal every episode of this cartoon. Right, right. Um, called Fists of Fury. You know. Yeah. Fists of Fury. And, yeah, exactly. No, I have the no, my next <laughs> note. Is, it's the same as Friends Forever. <laughs> uh, uh, and Against the Ninja. Showcasing Tom's immense lack of talent. <laughs> uh, band manager guy watches on. T-Saint. Did you plant the C4? Nah, dog. We disarmed all that shit. You're a real sick fuck. Yeah, man. Loyalty. Honesty. Dragon Sound's message touched our hearts. You kangaroo sons of bitches! <laughs> I oughta... Band manager guy gets on his large cell phone. The sons of bitches didn't plant the C4! This is bullshit! Plan B! Ninjas burst into the opera house and begin slicing and dicing their way through the mosh pit to Dragon Sound. The band springs into action, marked as a flying kick into a ninja's neck. Jim goes all liquid Terminator. John and Tom cower in fear. Uh, Jack does machines. <laughs> a, <laughs> a ninja gets Mark into a headlock until he is pried off by Tank Girl, who headbutts him to the ground, then runs off into the crowd, going full on berserker. Uh, Joan then screams like a banshee, which causes the entire out opera house to cave in. Uh, the ninjas, along with some unlucky concert goers, fall into the magma. <laughs> Band manager guy is able to sneak away in, in the commotion. I'll get you next time, Dragon Sound, you, you son of a bitch! <laughs> uh, the Rippers join Dragon Sound after the, uh, the... I guess they crawl the rubble. I guess they're fine. Yeah. That's just... Who needs those details? Mark rests his hand on T-Saint's shoulder. Thank you for not bombing us. <laughs> if you ever find your way to Miami, come train with us in Taekwondo. Yeah, we may have to take you up on that. T-Saint turns to Joan. Hey, and that whole earthquake thing you can do with your voice is fucking horrifying. Yeah, well, you know, a girl's got to defend herself. <laughs> but really, I'll open up the plant and push you into it. Dragon Sound then bids their new friends farewell and takes a plane back to the USA, where they were never paid for their participation in the concert in any way. The end. Yeah. Uh, loved it, Des. You can really tell how much you love Saturday morning cartoons. Like, it really had, like, a s in our own special way. <laughs> Thank <laughs> the you. The feel of an, an installment in an episode really uh, Scooby Doo meets the Harlem Globetrotters or a variety of other characters. Jabberjaw. Ja oh, or this ghost. Fuck Jabberjaw. <laughs> Jabberjaw. Jabberjaw is garbage to your Hanna-Barbera so bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sucks. No one has an actual affinity for Jabberjaw. Fuck it. So, like, I originally... He's not wrong. So, so, here's a little behind the scenes. No one cares. Uh, go, okay. I, I wanted care. to make uh, 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 T-Saint uh, Jim's long-lost Australian brother. Oh. But either way you say that, like, if Jim's Korean mother had sex with a kangaroo or Jim's father fucked a kid, like either way, that's just horrible. Yeah. Well, I'm imagining the Ripper rippers had to have traveled back in time to be there somehow, because you know, when you think about like the tank girl world, it's already like post-apocalypse. Are we thinking that the apocalypse has already taken place in, in, in Australia? Look, look, do they ever really explain how Batman and Robin and the Harlem Globetrotters and John Cena met up with Scooby-Doo. 
They just kind of do. Um, here's the thing, Peter. Uh, no. Yeah. So. Or is no. Terrence and Philip yeah. a cartoon? Or are they live action? It's a very. <laughs> that is one of my very good. <laughs> that is one of my favorite South Park bits. This is a very good question. Yeah. They actually address it in that one episode. Oh really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they make kind of make fun of like the Star Trek animated series yeah. with it. It's funny. Yeah. Interesting. They have it drawn like that. Anyway, thank you for listening. That oh, was really man, fun was, to do. I love yeah. this movie, and I really can't wait to hear what you guys got. So, oh, yeah. uh, that was a spinoff. So sorry for fucking off prequel. So I mean, yeah. idea. it's not the first. It's not the first time uh, prequel's been fucked off. For kind of grew a love for y- Yoshido in discussing it earlier. So mm-hmm. I kind of wish oh, yeah. I just done Yoshido tales. But you know, yeah. there's always tomorrow. Are there's y- always. Yoshido's island? Yoshito. <laughs> 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 All right, so uh, we're gonna move on to sequel, which was penned this week by Mister. Mr. Mr. The Mr. Mr. The Mr. 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 It's got handshake. Yeah, guys. Well, um, as we all know, and we just discussed for basically an hour, I thoroughly <laughs> enjoy Miami Connection. Yeah. So, without further ado, here's my Miami Connection sequel. Yay! Dragon Sound World Tour. Oh, fantastic. Presented by. YK Kim. <laughs> yeah, because who else? Because who else? Who else? Yeah. Uh, tagline Taekwon, don't miss this one. <laughs> tagline two They're on top because they play to win. So you can't argue with that. No, you can't. You really can't. We open on the international sensation Dragon Sound on the big stage of a bar in Ireland, finishing <laughs> a rousing version of. Friends forever to a thoroughly enthralled audience. It's a great song. It is a great song. <laughs> and by finishing, I mean they play the entire fucking song. <laughs> After quitting their ongoing gig at the bar in Orlando and paying off Jim's hospital bills, the prospect of a ragtag gang of orphans going on tour was looking slim. Fortunately, to make right what he had done wrong, Jim's estranged father decides to finance the world tour that the band had been fantasizing about for a year. <laughs> As the final notes of Friends Forever ring out, YK Kim breaks a stack of burning boards with his face. The crowd goes wild. I mean, let's face it. it just makes sense to incorporate more board breaking into the act. I mean, I'd, I'd love it. Without much of a segue... The members of Dragon Sound are lounging around the pool in Ireland. The heat is sweltering, and many establishing shots depict people in the standard Ireland attire of bikinis and bathing suits. Mark, YK Kim, who will from here on out be referred to as YK Kim, (laughs) is entertaining a group of people by practicing Taekwondo and using his toes to grab people's noses. John gets diarrhea because he accidentally gulped down a mouthful of pool water while him and Jane were making out in the wave pool. <laughs> I guess there's a reason people don't do that. <laughs> Tom breaks his arm when he was shoved and falls into one of those pool lounging chairs as, and his arm slips through the plastic slats as a result of demanding just a little kiss from a woman he doesn't know. <laughs> He is almost thrown out by hotel security, but they deem the incident exaggerated and unbelievable. YK Kim then calls the gang together so they can get ready to visit the local Irish Taekwondo school to promote peace and goodwill, I guess. We cut to a crew of ghoulishly painted punks hanging out in the parking lot, eyeballing Dragon Sound, leaving their hotel to their tour van without a care in the world. 
It's the world-renowned psychobilly band, The Misfits. <laughs> oh, man. Their leader, Danzig, punches his fist into his open palm. He then does the finger-whistling thing, and the band rev their collective motorbike engines and peel out. We cut to a long sequence showing the misfits biking down the highway set to hanging with the tough guys. God. Perhaps too long. <laughs> we gotta find, I gotta find a good copy of hey, just the song. Definitely hey, the too guy. long. Um, so, no, all the songs are available on the Draft House SoundCloud page. Okay. All, all three of them. <laughs> all, all three songs. And, and if you go to YouTube, there's like a, a, a playlist and it has the, 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 the ninja song. I don't know what you call it. I guess I have the, MP3s. It's, it's the one that you yeah. said they keep building and doesn't ever yeah. do anything. I will say, I just want to correct here, the song is called Friends. It is not called Friends Forever. Okay, well, I mean, that's a good distinction. Um, and, it, and when you think about it, they say Friends for Eternity. Anyway. It's through Eternity. They do always say Friends Forever later in the song. They do. Um, anyway. You know, <laughs> I'm just being our own personal comment hey, section that's, that's here. Fine. That's fine. Matrix tells me to stick his thick and juice. <laughs> you wouldn't check the body for semen. Uh, just a fucking semen coming back. It's so good. <laughs> inside, uh, inside the apparently existent Irish Taekwondo school, YK Kim is demonstrating the finer points of the downward roundhouse kick to the local students, who are all very well versed in the style of drunken Taekwondo. It's either that or they're wasted. Pick one. There's a long sequence of Taekwondo that borders on some kind of instructional video. Afterwards, the members of Dragon Sound pat each other on the shoulders and exchange in meaningless, definitely improvised chatter as they walk back to the tour van to get on the road for their next show at the same venue tonight. We see a misfit watching from afar don a ninja mask. In a shot that's not nearly as dramatic as it should be, a few of the masked misfits emerge from behind some cars and block Dragon Sound from reaching the van. Tom lazily exclaims, They sure don't look like the welcome wagon. That's all he's worth. Danzig steps out in front and points an accusatory finger at YK Kim. If you know what's good for you, you won't go play that show tonight. YK Kim explains that they have an agreement with the club owner to play ongoing shows at the club, uh, I think. <laughs> Anyways, it wasn't what Danzig wanted to hear, and the Misfits and Dragon Sound immediately engage in combat, hand-to-hand. -hand. YK Kim makes short of a few Misfits drummers, but meets his match in Danzig, who is well-practiced in the art of Jeet Kune Do. Is that something that Danzig really does? Actually, yes. <laughs> okay. I learned this while <laughs> writing. Ha ha ha. Your Taekwondo is indeed good, Mr. Kim. But your fighting philosophy is based upon rigidity and is no longer suitable to the modern world. Jeet Kune Do is clearly the superior martial art as it encompasses all styles of fighting while subscribing to none. Oh my god. By furthering the cause of Taekwondo, you are spreading old world authoritarianism under the banner of loyalty and honesty. And this I cannot allow. <laughs> That's funny. Danzig takes fuck? himself so fucking seriously that's that this so is a thing he would say. <laughs> like I said, I did a little research. Yeah. <laughs> the two fighting disciples spar in a dizzying array of arm, fist, leg, foot, and so forth type fighting. <laughs> Harnessing never-before-seen Crouching Tiger hidden dragon sound powers, YK Kim and Danzig scurry up the side of a building while exchanging blows. On the rooftop, they break apart lots of dusty wooden shanty structures while dodging punches and kicks and also sometimes getting knocked backwards. 
Danzig introduces a rake into the combat, while Kim temporarily integrates a wooden barrel in defense. Down on the street below, Tom pulls up the van and double beeps the horn. YK Kim does a Taekwondo flip off the roof and swan dives directly into the van, somehow. There's an extended shot of the misfits standing in a line and complaining, shaking their fists and clubs and whatnot in the air. Down at the airport, two men emerge from a white Cadillac, each holding a briefcase. They approach a comically dressed drug kingpin and a few armed guards by a small plane. The men place the briefcases on the table. One is filled with drugs. The other is filled with swords. Is there a connection? We'll never really find out. The Miami Connection van blows through a chain link fence and careens onto the tarmac. Jim is in a panic and in his haste has forgotten to button the pants in his zipper. You guys, we're gonna miss the flight. Tom spins the wheel. Not if I can help it. John points over to a plane taxiing like a big doofus. There's the plane, it's taking off. Hold on to your butts. Tom punches the accelerator and approaches the rear of the plane. It's one of those military planes with the big ramp. Yeah, the cargo. Yeah, one of those. Yeah. They way too easily drive the car into the plane's fuselage just as the ramp tilts up and the plane takes off. Who knew such a dangerous and ill-conceived plan would go off without a hitch on the very first try? A series of stock footage clips of different planes is shown set to Friends Forever. It goes on for too long. We then cut to the military plane landing in a different tarmac. Dragon Sound exit the plane and drive through a military base absolutely consequence free and drive again right through a chain link fence despite there being a reasonable exit nearby. The van dangerously swerves onto a highway surrounded by dense tropical foliage. Remember, Tom is driving with a broken arm. <laughs> Tom cracks a cold beer open. <laughs> Gee, guys, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. Oh Jack looks out the window and blushes because he's always blushing. <laughs> yeah, this seems to be some sort of jungle habitat. Hmm. I don't remember any of our parents being from here. Oh, oh no. The view ahead of them <laughs> The view ahead of them opens up and reveals a vast expanse of ocean. A neatly positioned sign indicates that they are in Hawaii. Oh, oh no, no, they've gone Hawaiian. <laughs> the group cheers at this exciting new development that apparently puts not a single hitch in their previous plans to tour Italy, Israel, Korea, and Black America. <laughs> We cut to Dragon Sound at the beach in Hawaiian shirts and lays, just playing around and having a good time, drinking Mai Tais and interfering with volleyball games, and lots of shots of just regular tourists. There's some sort of surfing contest going on in the distance. It almost looks like one of the guys is dead guy. But hey, you know, that's not part of this movie. No. YK Kim gets in touch with the local Taekwondo school and promotes peace and goodwill. In return, the Taekwondo school puts them up in a posh Hawaiian condo and even lines up a gig for them at the local popular bar. They perform their hit song, Against the Ninja, and YK Kim performs some sweet moves to please their now Hawaiian-themed crowd. Things turned out pretty good, of course. What could go wrong? We cut to the Misfits exiting their custom-painted Misfits plane in Hawaii, wearing custom Misfits sarongs. How do they know to find YK Kim and his band in Hawaii? Doesn't matter. The Misfits are presented with their own flower lays, which they happily accept. 
Because, I mean, who doesn't feel just grand wearing a necklace of flowers? Small pieces of paper are blowing by on the tarmac. One snags Danzig's foot and he snatches it up. It's a poorly Xeroxed flyer for Dragon Sound's show at the Hawaii bar. One night only. One night only, huh? I'll make sure of that. He signals to the rest of the Fits, who all roar their custom-painted Misfits Island Vespas to life and pull forward into traffic in a very reasonable formation. We cut back to the bar where the music has halted due to a small mishap. During an extended swordplay demonstration in the performance, they accidentally cut a man in the audience with the sword. <laughs> cut him real bad. <laughs> the man decides he wants to press charges. <laughs> Mr. Kim is interrogated by the police. He is solemn and vows to never use his powers of Taekwondo again. As much as the band pleads with the cops, they forcefully arrest Mr. Kim. A very long shot shows the police car driving away with their hero in cuffs. At the station, Mr. Kim makes a phone call to the local Taekwondo school, who immediately posts bail, and Mr. Kim is released! We cut to Dragon Sound lounging around and having a good time by the pool at their condo. The classic song of theirs playing in the background, of course. Because when you're in a band, you only really like one good song. You know, or at the most, two sound really, really similar. You know, just like poetry rhymes. The misfits are now once again stalking their prey from the parking lot. That one repetitive ninja song starts playing as the misfits storm the condo complex. Danzig gets a running start and jumps down off the top of the roof of the building into the pool, totally splashing dragon sound, like real bad. Danzig emerges from the pool using the deep end ladder and then squares up against YK Kim. You've got nowhere to run now. This ends tonight. YK Kim locks into a fighting stance. You do not scare me at all. At all. Kim Zig fight their way through the food court. The lobby, about five different condos occupied by people who live there, are like, hey, get out of here, get, get out of here, come on, get out of here. The ocean floor, atop some palm trees. You get the idea. Hawaii stuff. Yeah. After locking arms, YK Kim headbutts Danzig backwards. He stumbles next to the edge of the roof, and after a tense moment of wavering, he begins to fall backwards. Then, YK Kim grabs his arm, and we have the cliche scene where they're holding onto each other's arms as one guy's dangling off the edge, and the other guy's on his belly with his arm over the edge. I mean, you know the scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just admit it, Kim. Taekwondo is lame. YK Kim explains that Taekwondo is about love and understanding and sparring, I guess. <laughs> wow. I never even thought about it that way before. There's plenty of room in this world for everybody, no matter which form of martial arts they choose to practice. With our combined powers of music, we can help to spread peace and understanding among all martial arts uh, cultures. Pull me up, Mr. Kim. I now know what we have to do. Cut to Danzig on stage with Dragon Sound, doing a rousing <laughs> performance of Friends Forever. Again, we see the entire song. It's a happy ending, I guess. The end. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Yay. Fantastic. Thank Fantastic. You. Yeah, uh, you. yeah uh, Danzig Danzig's whole great. rant in the middle about martial arts is just oh. fucking hilarious. <laughs> I, yeah, dude, Danzig is so ripe for comedy. Um, if yes. If you're interested in comics, I highly recommend a comic called uh, Glenn and Henry Forever and Ever. It is a comic where Henry Rollins and Glenn Danzig are a couple and mischief ensues. That's and it's kind great. Of funny. Wow. Okay. Well, how about the stats? How about those stats? Because we got to do that. Yeah. Budget. 
YK Kim is given infinite access to production materials. He's giving like a money, pr uh, like printing Just press. A blank check. Yeah. <laughs> Expected gross profit, ninjas. Actual gross profit, cocaine. Oh, nice. Uh, big return. Yeah, big return. Yeah. Critic score, screened at cans and then shelved for far too long. Audience score, 1,000% out of 10. Basically, they love it. <laughs> we love it. Cult classic. We love it. We love it. Bang up job, Scott. Hey, yeah, thanks great. so great much. Job. Yeah, it was you know, great. I hope, uh, very you surprised. Band manager guy and Jeff. You know, but Jeff is dead. <laughs> I mean, he ain't coming back with a sequel. Yeah. Uh, Band manager guy, you're right. He, yeah. he did make it. I didn't oh, <laughs> son of a bitch. I just thought that, you know, he really had his moment in the yeah. first. So, uh, you know. Yeah. I will say um, that I like that you both repeated his classic line. You don't scare me at all. At all. Oh, <laughs> so good. Yeah. So good. So good. Uh, well, I hope you guys think I did homage, you know, proper homage to, to amazing. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you did. We go to Israel. That's where my parents are from. <laughs> oh God. We go a, your home, so uh, your country's of origin. Before I met him going to Hawaii, I was like, maybe I'll have him go to Israel. I'm thinking like, oh, what jokes could I come up there? And I thought for about for like a half a second, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna we're gonna go to yeah. Hawaii. Yeah, good call. You can, you should go tropical. Um, yeah, it, it just got hella real. Yeah, yeah, but you know, yeah. you know, you know. It, 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 you know, it's deep, it's complex, because it's happened at the same time as Peter's Beetlejuice, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Surf competition. Yeah, anyway. Oh, dude, yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah tie so, it in. you know, yeah, you know tie it everything is like a, it's like, it, prequel sequel remake, I, I said it's fine art, you know, and it's also an uh, uh, educational podcast, because we, we do relate to the movies, and we do commentary critique. Uh, it's also, we should be thought of as a uh, blanket. You know, frequency movement is like a, a quilt, if you will. So it's uh, like we just it's stitched together, and at the end, it's just something you can snuggle with. You you turn around and you're like, oh, blanket, and yeah. you know, uh, I we're there for you, is what I'm saying. I will say it's like a patchwork quilt insofar that we take little bits from everywhere and we sew them all together. Yes. And um, if, well, thanks, Peter. I yeah. mean, that was what I was going for. Yeah. Well, appreciate that. Made it brevity is the soul of wit. Um, well, maybe I wasn't trying to wit soul. Maybe I was trying to go long, you know. Get you can only make the touchdown after you go long. Allegedly. What's the, what's the difference between Peter Rabbit and Peter Cottontail? Um, one of them is brown and one of them is white. That's fucking stupid. And like Peter Cottontail goes hopping down the bunny trail, and Peter Rabbit is just like a rabbit in like a neighborhood with rabbits. Peter Rabbit in Watership Down. Oh man, I would love that. Mm. Fuck Peter Rabbit. Mm. I hate um, it. <laughs> Anyway, well, on that note, yes. Uh, so we have prequeled. Well, we didn't, but we were gonna say we did. Yeah, we have sequeled. Yes, which we really did, and we're gonna, we are gonna say. Yeah, I fucked this with the spinoff. Where we got for remake? Um, what do we got that's, for? That's me. Uh, that is me. I've got the remake. Uh, all right. So uh, much like my ET sequel, um, this is going to start straight with the synopsis, and we'll get into the other things in the middle. Um, I will say that. This is a remake, but it is also sort of a soft reboot. So, because, you know, we got to keep this franchise rolling. Yeah. Got to keep printing that. It's got to be relevant for the kids. Got to, you know, got to keep it relevant for the kids with the hip Hollywood actors. Mm -mm. 2019. A hot summer breeze wafted over the ocean surf. Miami Beach was usually such a jovial place. Lousy with tourists with bellies full of colorful island cocktails and moderately priced Cubano sandwiches. The stench in the air was similar to that of pressed ham and cheese, but 
That was not what Jean was smelling. It was the all-too-familiar odor of acetylene torch against wet skin. It wasn't the first time Jean had been pressed for information, and he imagined it would not be the last. The gas flame roared against his felt calves for the tenth time, or was it the eleventh? Jean couldn't tell anymore, as the nerve endings there had been burnt to cinders almost an hour ago. A more experienced hand would have moved the torch around. Variety is the spice of life, or of torture, as it were. Okay, you simple Swedish fuck. Don't make me ask you again. Where is the drugs? The gruff man before Gene had flop sweat dribbling down his tank top, and the tender remnants of a quarter pounder with cheese splattered on his cheek. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Gene spat in his eye. Wrong answer, pally. He signaled to the man with the torch, who proceeded to do what men with torches tend to do. Which is torch things. Yeah. Gene forced a chuckle. It was all so contrived. What's so goddamn funny? If you could take a minute to tear yourself away from your torching dog and pony show, you might have noticed. The fuck do you mean? He grabbed Gene by the jowls. Gene dropped a small white plastic tube with an antenna fixed to the top. A signaling device? Cavalry was called an hour ago, fuckers. The man pressed a cougar magnum against Gene's skull and pulled the trigger. <laughs> Real ass gun. <laughs> he, he, sp <laughs> he spat in the newly formed hole and grabbed a nearby walkie-talkie. Docks? Loading? Shipping? Somebody talk to me. There was only static on the other end. He signaled to the men around who pulled out a variety of automatic weapons. The men sweat bullets. The ninja were terrible and swift. Most of the men were dead before they even realized what had happened. Those who did died with fear in their eyes. Suddenly, he was alone. He knew he was surrounded, but he couldn't see anyone. A tin can rattled above, and he stuck a bullet right in it. That was all the opening the ninjas needed. His arm was still pressed against the trigger when it was severed from his body. He clutched the stump closely and hobbled to a nearby wall. F fuck you! Fuck you all! His mouth was coated with fresh blood. Out of the corner of his eye, he could see a white blur. Without hesitation, he dove out of a nearby Port Bay window and sunk into the surf below. Behind him, the building was engulfed in flame. His name was Jeff, and he was suddenly very, very alone. Q title card. Miami connection. Colon. Strike of the Ninja Steel. <laughs> <laughs> Directed yeah. by YK Kim. Because, of course. YK Kim, like... I'm sorry, if I failed to mention, I watched another one, one of those behind-the-scenes things on the DVD, and, like, YK Kim essentially, like, threatens the world with, like, more movies he plans to make. Like, <laughs> really? Oh just, I, wait, just wait and see. Like, I will be back. I'll show you. Like, it's like, once again, couldn't be more wise out. I'm like, yeah. Uh, well, he would be. And the VHS, VHS is very great too because it, it has this clip in the beginning where it's like very aggrandizing of YK Kim. So YK Kim is a business leader and expert. Like, oh, like yeah, leads with all yeah, of this yeah. like very glowing thing of YK Kim. It's like, and now here's YK Kim, and then it just YK Kim not in attendance. It's like, okay, I mean that's kind of funny. Ever did you mean it to be that funny? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's just funny. Anyway, Peter, uh, tagline: It's katana break your heart. It's Katana Break Your Heart. Wait, I don't get it. In nearby family-friendly Orlando, the party was popping at the Cool Club, spelled with two Ks, of course. The MC, Paul F. Tompkins, stepped onto the stage. Shut the the crowd quieted to a hush. Ladies! 
Ladies and gentlemen, the original Cool Club is proud to present in their 22nd annual farewell tour. Please give it up for Orlando's very own Dragon Sound. Thunderous applause. Dragon Sound, which now consists of Tom, the same fucking guy from the first Miami Connection, and a 2012 MacBook Pro running Fruity Loops. <laughs> Tom was shirtless and had a physique which screamed, why yes, I would love to upgrade to cheesy fries for just a dollar more. <laughs> a terrible club remix of Friends plays, and the crowd absolutely eats it up. Among them are Zendaya, Donald Glover, and several other young Hollywood actors of the moment. Sure, these characters all have names, but you don't care, and I don't care either. So let's just move on. The set concludes, and Tom thanks everyone for attending Dragon Sound's last show ever. He also plugs several sound clouds and local businesses, because Tom is in the position to squeeze every last cent out of this while he can. <laughs> While he's packing up, Donald Zendaya and the other cool, fashionable, hip Hollywood actors of the moment approach him. They are way too into this band and style of music. Whatever. <laughs> hey, whatever happened to the rest of Dragon Sound? Uh, Jim went off with his father. Coward. Shane and John have some vineyard up in Napa. Jack died from an unfortunate Botox reaction, and Mark, well... I don't like to talk about Mark. <laughs> the group of popular actors opt to buy Tom a drink, which he accepts. <laughs> Tom cannot afford club drinks. They didn't drink even get any like drink tickets. I mean, I'm sure he gets like two, but he's probably already pounded through those before he got. Yeah, on stage. no, he definitely has. Gotta get a liquid courage, you know. What, I mean? is it, what can I get that has the most booze? That's the thing. Um, that's what he gets. It's probably a Long Island iced tea. Um, so are you gonna are you gonna finish that <laughs> bottle of rubbing alcohol you got back there? <laughs> yeah, yeah slide you, you this five. I mean, I was gonna I was gonna it apply it to wounds over the course of like two years because that's gonna, how long it takes to go through a bottle of rubbing alcohol. You're gonna go blind. <laughs> you're gonna go blind because you drank that. No, <laughs> no, just alcohol. Fucking Tom goes the. the, the what CBS if I mix it with that with a fucking <laughs> loaf of bread, and <laughs> rubbing alcohol? What if I mix it with soda? Oh, no. Can I mix it with soda and drink it? Just a just a uh, bottle. Listerine and some, some Skittles. They drink together past closing time, but the owner does that thing you can only see in movies where he lets them hang out after hours and drink for free. What a nice and totally <laughs> believable character with things that have happened for real in for real life. Suddenly, amidst all the fun, there's a knock at the door. We're closed! The knocking stops. A metallic fist rams its way through the door and turns the knob. It's none other than Jeff with biomechanical cyber arm action. Yeah. Jeff, I thought you was dead. <sighs> Some days, I wish I was. You, you, you fell off the tower. Mark saw your skull split open. All according to plan. You see, that wasn't a mound of gravel I landed on, but instead, a cleverly arranged pile of packing peanuts and ketchup packets. After my sister married that loser, John, I kissed my old life goodbye and went underground. Deep underground. What do you want with me? Where is he? You know I don't know. I've been rummaging through your trash, Tom. You eat way too many hungry man dinners. Also, I know you send Marcus Dragon Sound royalty checks. You son of a bitch. So I'm gonna ask you again. Where is he? So what? So you can kill him? 
Kill him? Kill him? <laughs> you don't understand. Jeff is cut off by a totally dope ninja smoke bomb. Everyone ducks under bar tables as ninjas dive through every window, causing unnecessary injury, but very necessary visual effects. Tom and Jeff take up hand-to-hand -hand combat against the ninjas and are surprisingly effective given their age and physiques. They keep kicking the crap out of the people they have no business beating up. The group of young, attractive Hollywood actors sort of manage to fight off a couple ninjas, but it's mostly B-roll. Maybe there's a childish Gambino joke here. Who cares? The real stars of the show here are Tom and Jeff. The action concludes when Jeff viciously rips the throat out of two ninjas at the same time with his mechanical arm. <laughs> the survivors throw out smoke bombs and flee. These damn ninjas, they've been following me for weeks. Keep killing all my goons. You know how hard it is to find good goons these days? Who gives a damn about your goons? Those goons have families. Families I can't take care of. I need Mark. I need him to stop the ninjas. Tom grabs Jeff by the shoulder. I can see your intentions are pure. I will take you to Mark. Tom nods to the group of very attractive young celebrities, and they nod in agreement. The quest for Mark is on. Apropos of nothing, an infomercial for Taekwondo starts. Jeff and Tom demonstrate. They use various sick moves on the young, hip, and cool celebrities, and it's all pretty tedious. It goes on for 10 uninterrupted minutes of screen time. After the instructional portion of the film concludes, the group's caravan is somehow at its destination. Tom, Jeff, and the rest of the young hip Hollywood actors of the moment have become very close in the days involved in this journey. It's a real crowd pleaser. They finally reach their destination, a simple hut in the Tampa Mountains. This is where Mark found his peace. Mount, wait, are there mountains? Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> That was all firmly below sea level. <laughs> like, it's fine. Uh, it's very fine. <laughs> yeah, they can... yeah. 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 If he's anywhere on the planet, he's here. The hut was modest, consisting of nothing more than a few teapots, a poker table, what appeared to be a portrait covered in a sheet, and a shiny red Stratocaster guitar. Being totally that guy who can't be in a room with a guitar without picking it up... Tom picked up the guitar. This is the axe I used to write friends and against the ninja. Mark got it at Sears. I thought it would be a junker, but we tweaked the single coils and this, this thing could sing. Donald Glover, having grown the closest to Tom on this journey, I guess, looked inspired. You know, one time John and I used this to... The guitar neck shattered. A twang of coiled metal sounded throughout the hut. Tom fell to the floor, his stomach split open. Jeff and the others turned to the white ninja who held the katana, responsible for what just occurred. Jeff held Tom close. Shh. It's gonna be okay. C can you hear that, Jeff? Hear what? You, you, you can't hear it? I... I can hear it, Tom. The music. It's wonderful. It sure is, buddy. Tom, I... I'm glad we became friends. Tom collapsed. The beloved songster and friend was dead. <laughs> Jeff stared daggers at the ninja before him. You son of a bitch! I'll kill you for what you've done! <laughs> but what if you've already killed me? Jeff and the other fashionably hip stars of the zeitgeist were confused. The ninja removed his mask to reveal a confident Swedish form. Yes. It is I, Gene, 
Jean-Claude Van Damme. Hell yeah. Uh, but you were dead. I put a bullet through your temple. All according to plan. You see, that wasn't my head you shot, but instead, a cleverly arranged pile of packing peanuts and ketchup packets. I just, I just don't understand. What was this about? The stupid cocaine? Oh, poor simple Jeff. That Bogota nose sugar was never the reason. You see, my friend, I live by a certain code. The way of the Bushido. I don't try to acquire things. I acquire victories. Have you ever chased that precarious win? That fragile triumph? Let me tell you, that's better than any high you'll score in the street. But why us? You don't know? No! You're the final victories! You, Tom, and Mark are the three greatest living warriors on the earth. Well, I guess Tom isn't living anymore. You bastard! I swear on my mechanical arm, you're not getting out of here alive! What it were possible, Jeff, but I already killed you six minutes ago. Tom looked down at his chest. A single needlepoint hole was carved out just above his heart. His lifeless form dropped to the floor, dead, but for real this time. Jean-Claude sheathed his blade. The group of incredibly successful Hollywood actors in the prime of their youth are beside themselves. A smile slid across the Swedish ninja's face. I know you're there. From the darkness, he stepped forward. You do not scare me at all. I don't want you to be afraid. I want you to die. At all. It was the greatest living warrior on the planet. Mark! <laughs> Jean-Claude tried to make quick work <laughs> oh, of Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> I was going to do it, but I decided not to. Well, I did it uh, for you there. Yeah. Anyway, you. sorry. <laughs> ruining your, ruining no. the big, big moment here. No, it's okay. There's, there's plenty of moment left. Um, <laughs> you always think. You always think. Jean-Claude um, tried to make quick work of him with his katana, but Mark anticipated such a maneuver. With a single strike downward, he cut the blade in half. So, it's come to this. Hand-to-hand combat. He tried to strike Mark, but little did he know, Mark was pressing the back button on his controller and therefore was blocking all his strikes. When Jean-Claude burned out all his stamina trying to pun- basic punch and kick attacks, Mark spammed that one teleport move that from Raiden in Mortal Kombat 1 over and over again. Hell yeah. The one where he flings himself at you and it's really hard to block? That one, over and over again. Over and over again. Like a little brother on fucking steroids. I learned the one move, and it's a down-up move. Like noob cybot getting uppercut punch, little bitch ass. That noob cybot moves a bitch. It's a bitch. Noob cybot is broken. He is broken. He's way dude, too good. Dude, you fucking press the low kick button four times. It's like, it's like, dude, that's a combo. Wait a minute, I was just jamming the button, but yeah, noob cybot fucking rules. He does rule. Fucking love noob cybot. I do. Tobias Boone. Tobias Boone backwards. Yep. Yeah. Um, over and over and over again. It isn't long before Jean Claude is overwhelmed, left panting and writhing on the ground. Damn you! Damn you, Mark! And your incredibly powerful move set! Well, I don't think your Taekwondo can handle this! He pulled out an RCP 90, probably the best weapon from GoldenEye 64. Oh, definitely. Mark tugged at the sheet just beside him to reveal a painting. What is. Jean's jaw dropped. It was a painting of an ancient man. He couldn't be less than 150 years old. Gene stared at the portrait, unable to avert his gaze. His features began drooping and fading, and the portrait seemed to get younger? 
In a matter of moments, the painting displayed was that of a very youthful Jean-Claude Van Damme, and Jean? Well, Jean was a pile of dust. Mark bowed and disappeared into the shadows, never to be seen again. There's a bloody gurgle and a splash. On the floor, Tom spat out a mouthful of blood. Donald Glover leaned in close. Tom, I thought you were dead. Take, take this. Tom held out something small and plastic. It was a USB stick? What is it? It's all the Dragon Sound Fruity Loop project files. You have to carry on the legacy for the... Tom collapsed onto the floor again. Dead. Again. Cut to nearby family-friendly Orlando. The party was popping at the Cool Club, with two Ks, of course. The MC stepped onto the stage. The crowd quieted to a hush. Ladies and gentlemen, the original Cool Club is proud to present, in their first annual Hello Tour, please give it up for Orlando's very own and new Dragon Sound! Donald Glover, Zendaya, and many other popular Hollywood professionals step onto the stage to thunderous applause, probably because these are very popular Hollywood professionals. A Childish Gambino and Zendaya collab remix of Friends plays, or against the ninja. Zendaya even it doesn't matter. She does sing. Yes, she was on a she was a Disney Channel project. They can all sing. She was also in that The Greatest Showman, that terrible, terrible movie. Oh the yeah, yeah, yeah. The mm-hmm. end. It's over. Oh, it's over. It's over. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Such a good job. Fantastic job, Peter. Everything Tom... Which is, yeah. that was, you just latched onto Tom. Dude, I, I had a feeling someone was going to latch onto Tom. Fuck that the, guy. The, irony, the irony is that, like, Tom, like, thought he was saving all the projects, but, like, you opened them up on the computer. It's like, oh, there's a lot of missing files here. Yeah, like, that a lot of, definitely like, would happen. Wait a minute. Like, he didn't, he didn't, like, save all of the samples in here. There's just, like, a, a missing file in the, in the project here. Like, <laughs> I it, mean, Donald was just going to do what he was going to do. No, he's like, I got a better idea. We're going to do that one song um, that's. It's like, yeah, fuck this dragon sound shit. We're going to do that instead. It's called Redbone. It's a great song. I'm going to like... Peter, you did an excellent job. Thank you. Hey, that's our show for the Peter. night, folks. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, excellent. excellent. That's our show you. for the night. Um, I really hope you all enjoyed it. And please, I implore you to go check out Miami Connection. Because yeah, you're missing out if you haven't. It's an awesome movie. Yeah, it's a good time. Like, put, Get a couple of brews. Put it on with some with some friends. Forever. Forever. For eternity. Just a couple For brews. Just a couple brews. Just a couple, it's, not too many. It's very silly. It's very easy to go into the too many. If you get into get too drunk, you just won't pay attention. You won't enjoy it. Like, I hate to say it. It's like, you can't pay attention to this one. It gets funnier yeah, the no, more you pay ab- attention. Absolutely pay attention to this movie. I mean, you know what? If you liked what you heard, um, you can subscribe to the podcast on Anchor and iTunes and Spotify and all sorts of platforms. If you want to support us monetarily, there's a donate button right on prequelsequelremake.com. Or you can just play that episode over and over again and we get money from those ads you heard. Just do that. Just do that. Yeah, you can it's do fun. that. That's totally cool. Um, and, you know, thank you for listening. Yes, thank you all for listening. We hope you love our show, Prequel Sequel Remake, because this is a show that we make. And, you know, we, we, we put a lot of time and effort into the creation of this. And we just hope that you guys our fans are uh, really enjoying this and just having a good old time listening to our bullshit story radio show which is a lot of fun for us and uh and a lot of fun for you obviously that's two um, thumbs way up baby and uh you know should be noted i mean should we note that this is this is going to be the last uh peter hunter in studio uh 
collaboration, so we're going to be doing a bit more of an online sort of deal yeah. in, in forthcoming episodes. But you know, obviously, because uh, uh, Peter he's, he's moving across the country, yeah, and we wish him very well and all of his uh, exhorts and <laughs> goings on and yeah. whatnots. Uh, that'll happen uh, henceforth. Now, uh, this does not mean the end of the show. It just no. means that the show is going to be. A little different. Uh, a little different. It's just slightly different, but yeah. hopefully mostly just the same. And you don't mostly notice at all. That's all. You know, that caps <laughs> off our wave season three. Yeah, uh, no, three uh, whole yeah. seasons. We're at yeah. like 30 episodes, 30, 30 main episodes, episodes of the a, main a show. Fuck ton. I know, so, man. Um, two years of doing this podcast almost. Yeah, and it's been no, it's, it's uh, not two years, is well, it? Well, it'll be two years in January. So yes. Like a year okay. And a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah a year yeah. and a half with that's three season, year and a half, whatever. I mean, yeah. so half a uh, half a year per season. That seems like a pretty good average to me. Yeah. So, so I th- I, th- I think we'll see you guys next time for a a nice little best of. And yeah. We'll answer some fan mail. Yeah. If we, we'll if like we get uh, any fan we'll mail. Just, please leave fan mail. Yeah. yeah please. Uh, leave we fan haven't mail. talked about it, but there's still the ability to leave fan mail. Where Peter? Uh, if you can do a voice message on Anchor, or you can um, shoot us a DM on Instagram or Twitter or on the Facebook page, which also exists. Um, just let, let us know what, anything you'd want us to discuss. Maybe it's not even movie related. Maybe you want us to talk about fission. I mean, you're not going to get an answer you like for it. Or maybe we're you probably, will. We're probably not well qualified to talk about fission. I can talk about We can talk about fusion. Fu- yeah, I was going to say fusion. <laughs> the fusion of reality and nonsense. We're clearly actually pretty good at it. Yeah, Everyone on yeah, Reddit yeah. thought they were fucking qualified to talk about fission after watching HBO's Chernobyl. Yeah. <laughs> and then like I read the fucking... I'm sure se- they it's were. It's so funny to me. It's yeah. hilarious. Ar- armchair fission. Oh, it's, it's oh, fission- great. Fissionists. I should call them yeah. F- fiss- yeah. Fiss- yeah. And then I re- Yeah, and then I read the book, and it's like, oh, this the show omitted a lot of shit. And yeah. also didn't discuss radiation completely accurately. But anyways. Movies have been getting radiation wrong for so long. It's true. This should be said. Yeah. It does not give you superpowers. Watch my... You know what the opposite what, of superpowers that's not are? That's happens in Chernobyl. No. Well, there's no. Superpower. I'm, 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 I'm saying I didn't watch Acute radiation sickness. Stop full disclosure. Season, season yeah. three. Season yeah. four. Season, season four. four. Season 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 hey, guys. Come we're going to see you on the other side of the break. By break, I mean... Season four. All right. Love y'all. Goodbye. See ya. What are you here for, man? Wait, my time. I thought I fired you. Yeah, you fired me one because of the goddamn dragon sound. That's bullshit. They came in here to play goddamn songs for kids. Now, who you bullshit? They play a lot better than you, man. You're playing all the goddamn shitty music. Your music's for old Hey, look, buddy. man. You don't know what music's all about. I tell you what, are you deaf? Don't you give me a part time, you son of a bitch! Next time I'll kill your ass! I kill you! I lost my job! You got my ass kicked! You remember that hot shot? What do you want? I'm the leader of a group that played out of Park Avenue. We got fired and then the new group beat us up. So what? I need you to get rid of them. Get my job back. If you do, I'll join up with you. It's just one thing you gotta know. They're all black belts in Taekwondo and they're pretty bad. If you get my job back for me, any money I make is yours. Any money I make is yours. What do you think about a tour? What kind of tour? It would be a world tour, but what would make it special is that we play in each other's countries. We play in Israel. That's where my parents are from. 
I didn't realize this before. Today was sound is really an international band. When you